Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. One last time. We'll tell you all about that in just about a minute. Right now, it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it's that time. It is Fox Football Sunday. I'm Andy Furman. Here's my partner, my friend, the man who carries the heavy load here on this show, the good man of himself. He really is a good man. I I, I love him. I Rob do. Parker. No, not him. No, his name is wow. Brian. No. Hello, B. How you doing? Red I'm bastard. good. I'm great, Andy Furman. How you doing today, my friend? Uh, well, you know what? A-, a little sad because I found out that our guy, Nikki B, is leaving. This is his last show. And I don't know if it's us that we're running people out of here left and right, but he did one hell of a job for us as our executive producer. And he's, uh, he's leaving today. It's his last day. So we'll be kind to him. Well, hey, it was great hanging with Nikki B. Nikki B is awesome. I love uh, – the dude's got such positive energy. You know, yeah. he always – Felt like, hey, guys, I'm just ready for the show, man. Let's talk some sports. I love that. His vibe was awesome. So we wish him the best in his new endeavors. And right, it's, uh, you know, like they have the Manning cast curse where I guess all these current players that go on with Peyton and Eli on Monday Night Football, they lose their next game. I think it's kind of like that with us and producers, you know, like yeah. hopefully Nikki B goes on to, I'm not saying he's going to lose his next endeavor, but there's some sort of curse in terms of like staying with us, that type of thing, you know? Yeah! 
I don't know why he didn't come to us and tell us prior to his new employment that we can make a counter offer to keep him. I, I don't understand that's that. Right. I mean, that's what bothers me. In other words, he got a he got a gig. He said, "All right, I'm out of here." And like, I want to get away from those guys. That's the way I feel. I pump those numbers up. Those are rookie and numbers. If, if he would have come to us, say, "Look, some some uh, I, I have an opportunity here. They called. Uh, would you be willing to make a counter offer? Because I want to stay." Dollar. And he never did that. Never did that. That's okay. You know, uh, we get it, right? There are many other careers out there, and I know Nikki B is going to attack his next career with the same sort of you know, upbeat positivity. So yes. it's probably going to yes. be successful, but I, I just enjoy our time with him. He was a great yes. dude. All right. We move on. All right. And, and you know what? As much as I was looking forward to games yesterday, one of the big games obviously was Michigan State, Ohio State, and you know, it was kind of like a a major letdown. It really was. I mean, you talk about one-sided, lopsided games all across the board yesterday in college football. I mean, this Ohio State team, they went up like 49 nothing at the half, and they rolled over Michigan State. And what a way to indoctrinate the uh, the rookie coach who was basically alleged to get a new 10-year, $95 million contract signed this week. Yeah, that's not the greatest way to... You know, ease into that contract right. extension. Mel Tucker has done a very good job, but my goodness, Andy, when you've got C.J. Stroud throwing for over 400 yards and six touchdowns in the first half, Ugh. in the first half, that was one of the trendy betting selections was Michigan State, depending on when you got it, maybe plus 20, plus yeah, 18 and a half, yeah, depending right. on when it was. <laughs> And you blink and you're like, holy cow, we're down by four touchdowns. This doesn't look as good anymore. And it was just blowout city, man. You know, it amazes me. And now you got to say C.J. Stroud's right up there for the Heisman situation. I mean, he's uh, neck and neck with Bryce from Alabama. I, I would say that C.J. Stroud right now, what he has been from till now, the development of that guy as a quarterback. I mean, there were some questions early on in the season. You know, can he get it done? Will he get it done? He's a different animal now. He really is. He's tremendous. He's he's playing well. The team is playing well. They won six straight, and this Ohio State team can challenge for the national title. Yeah. I Yeah, it's really neck and neck with Bryce Young, who set an Alabama single-game record with 559 yards passing against Arkansas. I, I really do. I think it's between Bryce Young and, and C.J. Stroud. And you start looking at those two quarterbacks, Andy. I think C.J. Stroud is in a better position to win it with the final two games remaining where right. you look at at Michigan. I don't believe in, in Michigan. It, but that's going to be two top five teams, huge stage. I like C.J. Stroud's chances in that. And then look at the conference championship game. If Ohio State beats Michigan next week, They'll face either Wisconsin or Iowa. Most likely Wisconsin. Right. And I think that's a more favorable match. I know it's a more favorable matchup for CJ than Bryce Young taking on Georgia. I guess it really could come down to can Bryce Young play well against Georgia? And if Alabama wins, then Bryce Young, he's going to walk away with the Heisman. I just don't know if that's going to happen against that defense, Andy. I'm with you. I'm with you right there. I mean, it's crazy. And then, you know, you're looking forward to that Michigan State-Ohio State game. Then after that, I'm saying to myself, well, let me tune into this Oregon game in the evening against Utah. And this is a pretty big game. I mean, a lot of interest in that, especially if you're from Cincinnati, after Cincinnati beat up on SMU. And obviously the fans of the Cincinnati game yesterday afternoon, was they were chanting at the end of the game, let's go Utah in the stands. They really were. And they got their wish because the Ducks, they were blasted 38-7. to It was the biggest loss for Oregon since 2017. And now that really sets up a, 
a quagmire, if you will, as to the Final Four on Tuesday night. And I tell you, I'm going to tell you my picks for Final Four this week. If you if you don't mind, I yeah. got Georgia Georgia one Alabama two. I think that's a given. I think Alabama still remains there. I got Ohio State three, and I'm putting Michigan in four, and Cincinnati oh. will still be five. Oh man, Whew. can you imagine the reaction if Cincinnati gets leapfrogged by Michigan? And I think it, they will. It, it could be the case. It might be. It doesn't help that. Michigan lost to Michigan State, who just got absolutely rolled yesterday right. by Ohio State, right? And, hey, listen, Cincinnati, they played really well against SMU. They crushed SMU. And SMU has a, a legitimate record that's a team that's been ranked at times right. this year. So that was a nice win for Cincy. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to say I disagree with you. I think Cincy is four, Michigan is five. But it sets it up where if you look at the next couple of weeks – Hey, look, someone's going to lose the Ohio State-Michigan game. Right. And then someone else is going to lose the Georgia-Alabama game, depending on how that shakes out. I mean, Cincinnati's looking pretty good. If they just yeah. won the table, they're probably going to be in the playoff, just process of elimination, you know? Well, they got a major break yesterday with, with Utah. A major break there. Sure. With a, with Oregon. I mean, you know, that's what he, sometimes you need that. You really do. And they, well, and they got it yesterday. And another team, you know, it sets it up. Let's just say Georgia beats Alabama convincingly. They win by 10, 14 points, maybe more. Like Alabama's adios, muchachos. Yeah, two you know? losses, they're gone. Yeah, so that sets up potentially a couple of spots. And maybe the Irish, right? They just, they're sneaking around. And, I mean, if Bama's gone, Oregon drops like a rock. Someone loses Ohio State, Michigan. Maybe there's another uh you know, surprise in these next couple of weeks. But Cincinnati and Notre Dame, they look pretty good right now. If they get some help, the planets could align and they could both be in the playoff. That'd be wild. It really would. I mean, uh, but Cincinnati's got to hope that Notre Dame wins out, which I think they will. I think they will win out. There's no doubt. Yeah, they just have to beat Stanford. And Stanford is hot trash this year. I don't know how Stanford, (laughs) they beat uh, Oregon earlier on because Stanford is brutal this season yeah and I, I think that you got to watch out the the Michigans and Oklahoma states they're on the heels of Notre Dame right now Notre Dame's yeah. right there but they got Michigan and Oklahoma State breathing down their neck but Oklahoma State's well, gonna play Oklahoma this week so that'll be taken care of in one way or the other well and that's the other part Andy is uh take either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State if either team wins out that's a one loss conference champion And, hey, maybe that's enough to leapfrog Notre Dame. Let's say Oklahoma wins out. Yeah, you might see Oklahoma State go and Notre Dame sit at home. I wouldn't be shocked at all. So, yeah, it's not just the teams losing in front of you. It's the teams behind you that could leapfrog you. So we'll get some chaos here before this thing is all set up with the Final Four team. Well, you want to talk chaos, let me throw one more into the mix here. Now, if Oregon beats Oregon State in the regular season finale for both teams, that's next week. The Ducks, they'll get a rematch with Utah in the Pac-12 title game. That's back on the 3rd of December, I believe. So a berth in the Pac-12 championship game would present really uh, a shot at retribution for Oregon. It will come with a Rose Bowl bid on the line for them. Not going yeah. to the Final Four, but they go to the Rose Bowl. Right, yeah. And that's, hey, listen, that's, it's tough when it's the consolation prize. 
because they were right there for a playoff right. invite, and that's not going to happen now. So the Rose Bowl becomes the like the Tuesday mercy date, if you will. <laughs> so- Who would have thunk that like 10 years ago, that the Rose Bowl is a consolation prize? Think about that. Really? I mean, honestly? I mean, and now when they talk about the expansion, and I think I heard this earlier in the week, I think it was on Dan Patrick's show, that they're talking about maybe moving to 12 teams. I mean, w- yeah. what happens to the Rose Bowl, Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl? Those bowls are tremendously meaningless. They're as meaningless as the AP and college bowls. That's how meaningless they'll be. Well, hey, listen, there's an arg- argument to be made for just that. And there have been a lot of coaches that have been talking about this for years. Nick Saban is one of them, where it really does water down these prestigious bowl games, even with four uh, playoff teams. And look, man, it's just... That's the way it goes. It's the cause and effect of having a postseason. It's so different. Like, really, Andy, it'd be like this. It's uh, it's kind of like college football coverage. Remember back in the day, you'd get a couple of games on TV. Now everything's on TV. It right. waters down, you know, the, oh, my gosh, we're going to get to see fill-in-the-blank game. You can see anything right now. So it's just different. It's a little bit like that with the Bulls setup and the playoff, right? The more playoff teams you have the less meaning the bowl games have. But I don't know, man. It's it's just one of those things. I have no problem with the way it is right now. It's not perfect. But the days of, it's funny, it's almost like throwback uniforms, right? Sometimes people long for these throwback uniforms, and it's like, if they busted these things out for good, you'd be like, why did we do this? You right. know, like right. people long for the days of you just play your bowl game and then there's a, a poll that comes out and you're like, oh gosh, I guess we won the national championship. You at least have to face a team on the field to be named champions. I think it's way better this it's the way it is me. now. And, yeah. and if, if the Rose Bowl and those prestigious bowls take a bit of a hit, so be it. I would rather it be settled head-to-head on the field. Yeah, you go back in the record books, you see like national champions, asterisk. The, those champions were picked by the Associated Press. They never played the game on the field. Right. It was a vote. At least they're playing the game to find out who the champion is on the field now, and it's great. But to me, I think 12 is a little too much. You know, we got four right now. Six or eight would be perfect, but 12 yeah. – then all of a sudden you're going to get the UCFs of the world in there. And I just, I, you know, honestly, I, I don't think they, they belong. They're not in the same league. They're really not. Yeah, it's this is a great year to look at. If well, Texas-San Antonio, playoff, come on. If this is a 12-team playoff, yikes. There are some teams that don't belong in that thing at all. I like eight personally myself. Eight's, eight's good, yeah. But it's going to be 12. You they're, get they're, 12, you're going to get Texas-San Antonio in there. Right, they're undefeated, and they yeah. would be in there. They really would. What do you get? Every conference champion, right? Every Power Five conference champion, no matter how many wins or losses they have, they're automatically in. I would assume, right? I Power don't know five. what the setup would be. That's been the rumor. If it was an eight-team setup, you would have all the Power Five automatic qualifiers right there. I we'll see what they end up with, Andy. But I think it's going to be twelve. There's been far too much discussion for that. And then, of course, you start thinking about the cash. Oh, oh no, of course. Yeah. It's all about the money. Yeah, the green cabbage. More than less. Yeah. There, yeah. there you go. All right. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. You can get us on Twitter at The No Show or at Andy Furman FSR. And by the way, if you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation for your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover! Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com. Match 
Limitations apply. And of course, we have Bronx Talk Radio in this hour, hour number two, bottom barrel betting, and hour number three, Brian Noah knows picks, but try to figure this team out if you can. That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Wait for week 16. We'll tell you why in just about a minute. About, about 21 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. Yeah. He's Brian Nolan, Andy Furman. To the NFL we go, B. To the NFL we go. And I hey, like by this the way, game a lot. Uh, yes. Did yes. our guy Chris get into the catnip again? He is fired up, right? Our technical producer, Chris. Ooh, he's got those loose I fingers, doesn't he? Man, he's doing karaoke with Seal this morning. He is ready to get it. This is awesome. Let him play. Let him play. This was the song in the 90s. 
So this on top song. of a Batman Forever music video. <laughs> it's a great song by Seal. I mean, come on, you can't knock that song. That's an all timer. I might have to play. I might have to play a metal cover that I have sitting around of this. Really, mm. I'd love to hear that. Do you have the Kids Bop version, Chris? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> all right, football we go. There you we'll go. Put music to a side for a second. I, I like this game a lot because I think that it poses a lot of intrigue. The Saints at the Eagles. And last week, the Eagles beat Denver 30-13. And then the Saints lost again 23-21 to Tennessee. So you don't know really which Saints team is going to be there, which Eagles team is going to be there. How do you figure this out with the Eagles? They're 4-2 on the road. The average margin of victory is three touchdowns. But at home, at Lincoln Financial, they're 0-4. And three of those losses are by six points or less. Now, in this game today, the Saints are favored by three. They're getting three in this game. But you know what? I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles in this game. I like them a lot. They found some identity in their offense. They're running the football. They've uh, had at least 175 yards rushing in each of the last three weeks. And in the last... Three games, they've won two out of three. I know one was Detroit, one was Denver, but still, they're coming alive, those Eagles. And no uh, no Kamara on the Saints today. So there's a lot of things going for the Eagles. Well, yeah, and listen, Alvin Kamara, he's one of the biggest keys to their offense. With no Michael Thomas, now you have the backup quarterback and Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill, and they're just trying to figure it out right now, right. the Saints. But listen, the Saints play great rush defense, and that's going to be an interesting matchup with the Eagles where you talk about them finding their running game. Well, let's say the running game is relatively held in check today. Could very well be the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be enough to discombobulate them, Andy. You know. <laughs> so I'm just curious with the Eagles. I think it's one of these things where – The Eagles, they lost five of six. They had their roughest stretch of the year. They've just won two of three, but they crushed the Lions. And then they beat a Broncos team that's Jekyll and Hyde. So, I mean, how impressive is this little bit of winning that they've done? I think it's relative to the expectations we've had for them. And it's coming off the heels of losing five of six. I think it looks more impressive than it actually is. Could very well be, but that 5 or 16, they had a murderous schedule. They had Dallas, they had Kansas City, they had Tampa Bay. I mean, they had some, they had, mm-hmm. even Vegas was in there. So they had some tough cookies playing over those those games. But, uh, you know, they, they beat up Atlanta on opening day, and that was a big win. When they win, they've been winning big. It was like 32-6 over Atlanta, Detroit 44-6, but maybe do you count that or not? I don't know. Detroit's like, you know, NCAA Division Two. That's what the Lions are, you know? They they just don't belong. And I feel bad. I watched that game last week against the Steelers. That was a tie game. That may have been the worst NFL game I saw in my life, really, that overtime game that ended in a tie. Well, oh, just, man. Hey, hey, hey. When you hey, look at hey, the hey, betting hey, line hey, 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 and <laughs> – it just feels like, oh man, love the Eagles here, right? And it, yeah, and that's when I pause and I think, oh gosh, right? When the comfortable pick, I believe, is the Eagles. Yeah, but uh, I think you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable when it comes to picking games with the point spread involved there, and that's why I just a lot of signs point to the Eagles winning and covering, and that's when I get really uneasy and I start thinking it might be the time to go against the grain. As soon as you start thinking, man, I don't see how the Saints are going to win this game, that's how teams win those games. So you're <laughs> staying away, what, what am I hearing now? Are you staying away from this game, or are you going with the Eagles, or are you going with the Saints? I think it's a stay away game. I do. Um, if I was forced to make a selection, I'm just going to take the points. I don't trust the Eagles enough 
Right, like if the running game is such a big part of their offense, I, I don't know how much success they're going to have against the Saints' stout rush defense. So, yeah, I would reluctantly take the points again with the Saints who, look at last week, no Alvin yeah. Kamara, and they lose by two points uh, against a, one of the best teams in football in the Tennessee Titans right now. So, yeah, I think they can run it back plus three. I would go with the Saints if I had to. This here. game will not be in those picks, I would assume. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't okay. think it's going to be uh. one of the top games today. Um, but, yeah, I think – how many times have we seen that this year, Andy, where you start looking at a game like, hey, how are the Niners going to beat the Rams, right? How The Niners have been horrible all year. Last week, right, they were coming off – getting – just crushed by Arizona who didn't have Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins. You're starting to think, how are the Niners going to win this game? And not only did they win, they crushed the Rams. So I'm just saying there are certain games. A lot of people might look at the saints and say, how are they going to win with no Alvin Kamara? No Michael Thomas. How are they going to keep it within three? And that's, how it happens, right? It's the unforeseen things that tend to happen in the NFL. Well, I tell you what, speaking of that, in that same vein, the Dolphins are at the Jets today, and the Jets are getting three and a half, but how did your Dolphins beat the Ravens last week, 22-10? Now, the yeah. Jets lost 45-17 to Buffalo, and that was, we assumed they would, but the Dolphins beating the Ravens? I mean, the, you, as a loving Dolphins fan, one of the most passionate Dolphins fans on God's green earth, you didn't even expect that. No, I didn't expect that at all. To the point where I have a confidence pool that I'm in. And there were 14 games last week. So you pick the winner with the point spread involved. And then you rank your level of confidence. So 14 is the maximum amount of confidence points you could have put on a team last week. I put 14 confidence points on the Ravens to cover on the road. And they got crushed, Andy. It was just... Cover zero blitzes left and right. Cover zero blitzes. The Dolphins, they had 40 of them last week. And Lamar Jackson and the Ravens had no answer for it whatsoever. And this is one of those games where you look at the Dolphins, they're favored by three in the hook on the road. And you're starting to think, Joe Flacco, he's starting for the Jets. The Jets couldn't stop you, me, Chris, Nikki B, and Brian Fenley right now. They can't stop anybody. So this seems to be screaming Dolphins, but... That's when you start to pause and say, oh, gosh, just when you can't see it happening. Like, how are the Jets even going to keep it within three? Magically, a lot of the time, not always, but a lot of the time, that's exactly what happens. When you don't see it, you will see it when you watch it on Sunday or Monday night. That's how it goes. You know, and I will say this, not to even hurt your feelings, because I really don't want to do that, but they could be one of the biggest disappointments this year. After the oh. defense and the playoffs they had a year ago, pushing for the playoffs and what they had 10 wins a year ago. I mean, here's a team right now that everybody expected so much more and it kind of just fell on their face. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, that's just being accurate. You can't be mad at the truth. Three and seven is a gigantic disappointment for the Dolphins. Two has been banged up. That hasn't helped things, but that's no excuse, right? It's still uh, laughable that they're three and seven and uh, they had musical quarterbacks last week against the Ravens, and they still pummeled them. The biggest disappointment has been their defense, yeah. right? When you start looking at some of these scores and the yards that they've given up, and my goodness, I think last week showed you what they're capable of, and I think it makes 3-7 and seven even more disappointing when they not only beat the Ravens, who are Super Bowl contenders, they pummeled the Ravens. So, yeah, to me, that wasn't just, oh, this is awesome. To me, it was nice to see the Dolphins finally win. 
but it makes three and seven in that seven game losing streak, Andy. It makes it look that much more laughable. You know, and if you're the coach, if you're part of the coaching staff at the Dolphins, you're going to just stay up at night looking at the ceiling, say, wait a minute. We pummeled Baltimore last week, 22-10, but looking at the schedule, how in the hell did we lose to Jacksonville? And on opening day, we beat the Patriots. What's wrong with this team? I don't understand. Yeah, and they had, what was it, an 11-point lead, I believe, against Jacksonville in London. And then the next week, they lose to the Falcons. They get rolled by Buffalo. Like It was just an ugly losing streak. But these seasons are long, Andy, as you well know. And sometimes teams... They look so much different. Think about the Dolphins two years ago where they're losing. I think they got shut out by the Patriots. They got beaten by the Ravens 50-something to 10. Like It was brutal. And then you blink, and they eventually won five games that year. Yeah. So if you look at this Dolphins team, it can be a tale of two seasons, if you will. And uh, I would expect... Uh, another win that would be three in a row for the Dolphins because Joe Flacco and the Jets the way their defense is being played I mean I just don't see the Jets winning the game outright today I'm with you there it it amazes me what the Jets are going through with with quarterback Zach Wilson's out on the shelf and this white guy who really was super against (laughs) the Bengals I mean whatever happened to him he he's like and Joe Flacco playing are you kidding I mean what's going on with this team I, I I don't understand what their their problem is the Jets they just can't get it right they just yeah. can't. Mike White went from four touchdown passes against your Bengals to what four interceptions last oh. week against the Bills. It was like, okay, all right. The, the, he's turned into a pumpkin over here. You but know? this is what the NFL wanted. The parody is right there. I mean, every week you don't know what's going to happen. You really don't. And and that's I guess that's good. And it's not good for betters, but it's it's good for fans. I mean, it's just the excitement. It really is. He's Brian Noah, Andy Furman, but with the win. They received a major loss. That's coming right up. But first, the latest with our guy, Brian Fenley. I, I, I think you were trying to say something about breaking wind or something like that to transfer. I wouldn't do that to you. No, you See, wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I would never. <laughs> yeah, okay. I thought that was where you were going with that, and then you got derailed or something. Well, don't think so much, okay? Because uh, I, I would never do that. Oh, okay. I love you. I love you too, Dad. So as far as the NFL, here we go, guys. Six and a half hours until kickoffs commence, and the Lions are going with Tim Boyle as their quarterback. No, it's not Jared Goff. He's dealing with that oblique injury. So it is the Tim Boyle show today against the Browns, and somewhere Chris P. is cringing. Uh, Colt McCoy is on track to start for the Cardinals. They're still dealing with an injured Kyler Murray, and McCoy is going to be the QB to go against the Seahawks. All indications are that Although technically it is a game time decision in regards to Murray, but they're looking like pushing him back and bringing him back after the bye week that's upcoming for Arizona. Lamar Jackson, the Ravens quarterback, is 50-50 to play today with an illness that is not COVID-19 related. His teammate and running back Latavius Murray is going to come back from an ankle injury that has sidelined him since October. Jaguars running back James Robinson was questionable, and he's been dealing with these lingering knee and heel issues for several weeks now. They say he's going to play today against the 49ers and Browns wideout. Donovan Peoples-Jones with a groin issue is a long shot to see the field. As far as college football, 
Number five, Cincinnati, who Andy continues to trash. They demoralize SMU 48-14. to Des Ritter had three touchdown tosses. There was also number two, Alabama, getting 559 yards of passing from quarterback Bryce Young. The freshman accounted for seven total touchdowns in a 42-35 victory against number 21, Arkansas. Sixth-ranked Michigan slashes Maryland 59-18. to There was a win for number 20. 23 Utah as they boot out number three Oregon from the playoff conversation with a 38 to 7 lopsided shellacking in Salt Lake City. And then we, before we send it back to Andy Furman and Brian, know there was a game that took place in the Coliseum in Los Angeles today. And I don't know, Brian or Andy, if you happen to catch it, but it was a UCLA football game against USC. And the score. 62 points for the Bruins as they laid the smackdown on the Trojans. It was a very cathartic experience. I hope you all watched a little bit. Let me tell you something. If they would have lost, you wouldn't have given the score. (laughs) All right? I know you. Okay? I'm just saying. I got one thing to say before I send it back to Andy Furman and Brian. No. Dad, Andy, with the holidays coming up, when we get together, I have one request. Yes. And that is, for one day, can you please... Please yes. not put a cigarette out Daddy. on my neck. Daddy. One day. <laughs> Daddy. One day. Daddy. Right. Daddy. How about Daddy. your boy Daddy. Dorian Thompson Robinson? Slinging the, it. Uh, he had a great game and the T.O. like celebration, mm. signing an autograph after running it in for a touchdown. Got a penalty for that. But hey, when you beat down your arch rival, you can sign some autographs after your touchdowns, you know? I would hold on to that autog- autograph. It's going to be pretty valuable in a couple years. Yeah. Wink, wink. There you go. All right. See you in an hour. Thank you. All right. I, they clawed their way back. We'll explain that in just about a minute. He's Brian Noah. I'm Andy Furman. And we have Bronx Talk Radio in about seven, eight minutes from now. And uh, the Washington football team is playing the Carolina Panthers. Superman will be getting their start in Carolina today. But Washington last week, they beat Tampa Bay 29-19. But in the process, they lost a defensive end, Chase Young. He tore his ACL. So it was kind of like bittersweet. They beat Tampa Bay, but they lost that guy. So we'll see what happens right now. In this game today, Washington is plus three. Plus three over the Panthers. Carolina, Cam Newton is mentioned at quarterback. But what happens, I ask you, my friend, what happens to the injured Sam Darnold and his $19 million contract for 2022? Is he uh, on the shelf? What's going to happen now with Darnold? Well, he might not play the rest of this year. And it begs the question, what are they doing at quarterback next year? So this is, from here on out, this is basically Cam Newton's dress rehearsal for 2022, his audition, if you will to possibly be the QB because, listen, if the Carolina Panthers have a better um, candidate to be their quarterback next year than Darnold, yeah, they're going to have to pay him $18.2 million. It's already guaranteed with that fifth year being exercised on his rookie deal. He's going to be an $18.2 million clipboard holder if they have a better candidate to, to lead them. So we'll see. Cam Newton got off to a good start. Last week, two touchdowns he accounted for against the Arizona Cardinals. So we'll see what he does today against his former head coach. That's one of the more intriguing storylines heading into today. Ron Rivera on one sideline, Cam Newton on the other. That's pretty cool. 
You know, I, I kind of like the Panthers in this game. I really do. I, I, I don't trust Washington for the, I just don't. I mean, I had a win last week, but I would still say it was a fluke. I was more more really? of a Tampa, Tampa Bay mistakes and miscues and not getting their offensive going. And they, they beat up pretty good injury-wise. I, I just don't think that it was uh, legit that they did beat him. But, you know, I, I look at it, put a little bit of an asterisk next to it. I don't at all. That's a legit win. When you beat the defending champs, that's not just Tampa not executing. Washington played good defense. And how about that drive at the end of the game for yeah. Washington over 10 and a half minutes against Tampa? Just ball control. And Tom Brady didn't see the field with yeah. any chance to you know, get back in the football game. So credit Washington's offense with that final drive. And look at Carolina, right? Like Carolina had lost five of six until they beat Arizona last week. So it's not like Carolina has been world beaters either. Yeah. Well, you know, and again, I tell you, this game, I do like Cam Newton at home. I like Carolina to win this game, and I think they will. We've got the Colts at the Bills today. Interesting game. Colts are getting seven in this game. Last week, the Colts beat Jacksonville 23-17. The Bills beat up on the Jets. They pummeled them 45-17. The Colts, and a pretty good story here. They were one and four at the start. Now they're five and five. They clawed their way back. Jonathan Taylor right now, in my mind, is the best running back in the National Football League with Derrick Henry on the shelf. He had 116 yards and a touchdown. And uh, right now, this Colts team is really rolling. And did you see hard knocks? They got now in-season hard knocks. And they had the Indianapolis Colts uh, hard knocks in-season. I took a gander at that earlier this Hmm. week. But you know what? I still believe less is more. I I like the hard knocks in August leading up to the season. In-season... Not so much. I love in season. Uh, I like that you took a gander at it. I love that. <laughs> what What did you think of the gander? Was it good? Uh, was it a positive experience? No, not really. I mean, no. th- 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 there's more excitement leading up to the season than in season, in my mind. Yeah, well, hey, if the Colts keep winning, I think Hard Knocks is going to be more and more interesting. Yeah. But it listen, against the Bills, who are the Bills? I mean, they could win a Super Bowl and I wouldn't be floored. They could lose their opening game in the playoffs and I wouldn't be surprised at all. Right. That is one goofy football team. And I think one of the reasons that explains their goofiness, they just don't run the ball a, a lot. They don't run it effectively. And when you don't have that bread and butter, old reliable running game, you get some weird results and losing 9-6 to six to the Jags, that, that's the most baffling final of the entire season thus far. I don't know how that happened, but here we are. But, but this Bills team, as good as they are, yeah, they clobbered the Jets, but sometimes it takes a rock-bottom, horrible loss to refocus a team, and then all of a sudden they're back to being world beaters again. So that could easily be the case today with Buffalo. I think today is a bit of a microcosm of the entire season. I just don't know what to expect from this team. They're capable of crushing Indy today, and they're capable of losing a game outright at at home. So I just don't know how reliable this Bills team is going to be heading into the playoffs, but we get a little bit of a glimpse at that today. No, you you made a great point with the lack of a strong running game, and I think last week against the Jets, and the Jets, I don't think it's a great barometer to judge a team's success, uh, but the fact was last week it was Stephon Diggs, who was like 163 yards and a touchdown. I think sometimes as he goes offensively with, with their quarterback, that's how the Bills go, because again, their game is the air. Through the air, not on the ground, but through the air. And I think at this time of the year, especially in a cold climate like Buffalo, you got to have a running game. You have to run the football. 
Yeah, and look, there are going to be some games. Think about one of the all-time games between the Bills and the Colts where it was just a blizzard in Buffalo. and Right? Like, who knows right. what the weather is going to be like the second half of the season, especially in Buffalo. Lake and effect. Where, Lake yeah, effect. It could be just raining sideways or you're in a snowstorm or who knows what. But you need to have that reliable running game, and the Bills just don't. They don't. So we'll see if that bites them. Uh, either today and certainly throughout the rest of the season come playoff time. I'm curious if that's going to be their undoing, but we'll see if the Bills can. <laughs> this is step two. If they can beat the Colts of trying to atone for that loss against Jacksonville. That'd be two wins in a row. And then you look at the next stretch of games at the Saints, Patriots, at the Buccaneers. Right. So the Colts today and then those three games coming up, that's a tough four-game stretch for the Bills. So we'll see if they uh they can come out victorious today. I guess the Colts team that like you said, I would Andy, take the a seven. whole lot better. I would take the seven points with the Colts in this game. That's a stay away from me. I really? mean you very well could be the you very well could be right, but it's just Buffalo is at least for me, it's a, it's too hard of a team to get a, a great sense of losing to the Jacks just threw me off completely. I'm like, whoa, I, I need more information before I go in on the Bills myself. Well I will say this straight up I think the Bills win this ball game, but in my heart of hearts and my Big heart of hearts, and I have a big heart. I'm rooting for the Colts to win because why? I'm a Bill Belichick fan, and I want Patriots to win, and I want Buffalo to lose. <laughs> wow. Okay. It goes back to Belichick while you're rooting for He's the my Colts guy. against the can, Bills. I don't turn my back on anybody. I mean, if, after he won that game the other day, I sent him a little congratulatory note. I hadn't heard back from him yet, but I'm sure now that he played on Thursday night, he's got a couple of days, he'll probably go through his mail and send me a little note. I'm sure there you he will. go. Good. It's your guy uh, that you invite when we're not doing shows together. I see oh, how you are. I can't call. You know what? I probably should have called them today because they're off. You know what? I should have. See? Maybe, maybe I'll text them during the See, if somebody filled in for me uh, today, you would have oh, called no, them. Oh, no, no, how no, that no, works. no, not really. No, no. I, I, I value the time with you more than anything else. That's why I don't want to waste it with a guest. I see. I appreciate yeah, that, yeah. Andy. Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, it's like a prize fight. Without the punches, we call it Bronx Talk Radio, and it's freaking next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. 
subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my day, bro. (laughs) Bronx Talk Radio right around the corner, about 11 minutes now before the top of the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman, but right now, we're going to the Bronx. Guys, guys, guys. It's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. You get out of here. Hosted by the great Chris. You know who should get out of here? This Carlos Correa guy. Look, I got the papers right here. What is he saying? He's saying this about our beloved Jeta. Did you see this? Yeah, I saw yeah. this. Did you yeah. see this? This is this is despicable. Despic- you don't talk trash act. about the, the You don't the talk the trash about the captain. He's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. Now he's saying that he doesn't deserve the gold gloves that he's got that because of analytics or whatever, I don't know. And you know what? He's probably right on the analytics front, but who cares? You take right. your analytics and you shove them on this one. This is the captain over here. This is Damn right. the yeah, Jeets. Yeah, Jeets. Jeets. Yeah. It's, it's all about envy. It's jealousy and envy. That's basically you know what, what that's it is. true. He's not getting those highlight reels over there with those cheating Astros and nothing. You know, I'll right. tell you this real brief story over here because Carlos Correa, he's outstanding. He's a gold glove. Yeah, still want him he to sign with the Yankees. Leather, still want him to sign right. with the Yankees. But I, I had him. I had the Astros tied to a parlay years ago. Oh, and Carlos Correa booted a routine ground ball to short <laughs> and screwed it up for me. I'd never forget. I'd see him flashing leather week in, week out. I'm like, what was that when I had you tied to a parlay there, Correa? Yeah, huh? did you degenerate. 
You're always yeah. bringing well, this in here. Always comes back to gambling. Over always here. freaking comes back to gambling in here with you. Yeah. When That's are you going to learn? They, they bust Leave up both alone. your kneecaps. Yeah, you settled They took down you over, over to the docks. Leave me alone. That's all right. My calves still work. So your we're calves good, still yeah. work. All right. Your hands still work, and that's how you give them the tickets for the parlay. Right. <laughs> well, let me let me take you to another story here. Let's talk to some more people who are being mad. Rex Ryan mad at uh, Robert Sala over here. Uh-oh, saying, don't you this. dare compare me to Robert Sala. Saying the team is mentally weak over there. What, what are you making about this beef? I, I make that. it that Rex has transitioned to the media world and he knows how to push some buttons. That's all I can He sure does. Me. Rex is great. He really is. He can stir the pot pretty good, Rexy, can't he? Yeah. Well, yeah, he just can't hire the right brother to apparently be his freaking defensive coordinator over here. He knows what will get a reaction over here, so that's what he's saying, right? He's right. getting a, That's very true. It's an eyebrow-raising comment, and he knew as much go. before yeah, he said Yeah, the Jets, sure. like 10 games. Like, what do you want What do you want him to do, huh? He's in the that state Jets because of Rex boy, Ryan. You could bait that Jets owner pretty good. I tell you what, we ought to say something about him here and send him the tape. I bet he'll call us next week. I don't even know the Jets owner's name. Do you? Uh, Woody Sala. Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson. Johnson. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought that was Woody Johnson is in the guy who was with the. Uh... Never mind. Johnson Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Do you see Kelly Stafford throw a pretzel at a 49ers fan? I didn't see it, but I saw the story. Yeah. I saw. So this guy's heckling her and she turns around and throws a pretzel at him. Yeah. I'd never do that because the pretzels at those games are about seven bucks. Wouldn't uh, probably do it. more if it's Santa Clara. But I, you know what? Do you, I, do you I, dip it in cheese before you throw it? Is my question. No, mustard. 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 Yeah, I, I brown like mustard. Cheese. I like cheese. But, you know, if you go mustard, that's Golden's fine. Too. mustard. Golden's. Mm. Mm. Mustard is one of the worst things on earth. Listen oh, to you. Stop. Listen it is. You, you call it's yourself right a New there. Yorker. What do you put in your hot dogs? Right up there with t- t- tartar sauce. So mustard is disgusting. What do you put on your hot dogs then? If not ketchup, mustard. that's it. Ketchup. Wow. Oh, no. Wow. Mustard. It's heard blasphemy over here. You're un-American if you don't put mustard on a hot dog. All right, I'm moving really? on real quick then because I don't want to stay on this topic because Bernie Frado is going to wake up and destroy you. Ketchup uh, is a, a, amazing. Mustard is disgusting. Okay. Moving to Istanbul, speaking of non-Americans, have you seen this story out here? I can't believe this. We have a real smear job on our hands, folks. Literally. What's that? There is a dog in Istanbul named Boji. He's become a folk hero because he rides the public transit. He's riding the subway over there, you know? Yeah. He's Uh he's a remarkable dog. He's just hanging out there on the the trains. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm riding here. Yeah. By himself. Yeah. Right. Well, problem is, is apparently some people don't like him. He's been he's been slandered and accused Uh-oh. of pooping on the trains. Uh, however, no. however, it's a lie. It's a slanderous lie. Video caught someone planting dog poop on no. the train to try to. You frame gotta Bogey. be kidding. That's who in their right mind would bring poop on a train to plant Outrageous. for a dog? Bogey. You project Boji over there. We feel for you, brother. Over here, that's Respect. ridiculous. They just I'm don't want to. They don't want to share the train with him. It's been framed. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> They got half a win. We'll explain that in just a minute. He is Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. Together we are Fox Football Sunday and Fox Sports Radio. Let me introduce my partner and friend and a good man to boot. Yes, he is. The one and only Brian No. Hello, B. How are you? I'm an idiot. I don't know much. Doing fantastic over here, Andy. Getting set for week 11. I know. I can't believe it. Later. But, I can't uh, this, believe it's week 11. I cannot it believe it. It goes by fast each and every year, but man, Cowboys-Chiefs is going to be a tasty matchup a little bit later today. Very much the matchup. To that one. The matchup. But right now we have a matchup because our friend Chris is involved, and he's a Detroit Lions lover. He really is passionate with the Lions. Lions are playing in Cleveland today. Lions are getting 12 and a half. And they got half a win, as I mentioned last week. They tied with the Steelers 16-16. I guess the Steelers really missed Big Ben. They couldn't win without Big Ben last week. Browns lost to the Patriots. They got beat up 45-7 to to the Patriots. And the Browns, six of the next seven games are against teams with winning records. So it's not going to be easy for them. As far as the Lions, DeAndre Swift last week, 33 carries, 130 yards. Uh, Jared Goff, 25 attempts, 114 yards. But he won't be playing today, so... Do you think the Lions maybe they they got away from being the only team to lose 0-17 because they tied? So that's not going to happen. Can they get a win today? Uh, they can. I just don't see it happening. 
because well, you look at the Lions, they have the 30th ranked rush defense, and Cleveland has the number one rushing offense. That is a bad blend for the Lions. And you've got old Tim Boyle uh, playing quarterback today. So, you know, not the greatest backdrop at UConn in Eastern Kentucky, but he'll be behind center today with no Jared Goff going. So, yeah, I'm thinking the the Browns win comfortably today. Even though, listen, they've got some of their own injury issues. Baker Mayfield has been beat up. But yeah. they're just going to run the ball down Detroit's throat. And I just don't see Detroit being able to do anything about it. So they got Chubb and Hunt ready to go today, both. The one-two punch. They could have you and me ready today <laughs> at the one-two punch. And I think they'd still move the ball against the Lions defense. You know, you, you got to feel for Lions fans. And I saw something on TV. What was it? I forgot what show it was. But they, oh, I know what it was. Bill Mayer on HBO, Bill Maher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he he said that he has like these crazy headlines. He says it's time now for America to get rid of the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Get a different team on there. Uh-huh. I mean, it was kind of funny, really. But you know, nope. In in a way, <laughs> it's like you know, people sit around the table. You they want to have their news. turkey, and like next thing you know, I said, "Well, I'm I, I want to go in the next room watch the football game." Do you really want to leave the conversation with your friends Stop and relatives it. to watch the it's Detroit okay. Lions play? I, I don't know. Well, listen, there's an argument to be made that it's kind of your uh, wrinkly, maybe holy sweatshirt from years ago. Maybe you've got that hoodie where you're like, I love this hoodie. I don't want to get rid of it. Yeah. Right. And then it, you get rid of it and you kind of shrug your shoulders like, eh, not the worst thing ever. That's how I feel about the Lions on Thanksgiving. But I still argue, hey, that's my holy sweatshirt. You know, that's my wrinkly hoodie over there. I don't want to get rid of it. It's tradition. I remember the glory days of Wayne Fonts on the sideline. And listen, for as horrible as some of these seasons that the Lions have had, they typically play really tough on Thanksgiving. So I would go the other way. Call me a traditionalist, if you will, to a fault. But I like the Lions on Thanksgiving. Well, it's a good battle this Thanksgiving because they got Chicago. There's a good chance they could win that game. Yeah, and I mean, I think on that day, I just don't know that the the quality of that early game really matters. I mean, really, you know, you get the primetime game, you get football yeah. all day. If right. the Lions stink that season or that day, it's not the worst thing ever. You're probably taking naps in between the trip to fan from the turkeys, and you know, it's like, still football. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm with you. Okay, I'm not here to destroy tradition. That's I'm just saying what I saw on TV the other day. We got the 49ers at Jacksonville. Jacksonville getting six and a half today in this game. 49ers beat the Rams again. What else is new? They always beat the Rams. I think they beat them six straight games now. Jets five, five, five. five they won uh, at least against McVay. Right, um, but uh, yeah, it's they got their number. They do. It's amazing. Some some teams do. Jags lost to uh, Indy 23-17. Jamal Agnew, 21 catches this year. He had 16 catches in four years with the Detroit Lions. He also had a 66-yard touchdown run last week. Can you imagine this guy coming out of his shell? It's amazing, really. It's, it's, uh, it's unreal, this guy Agnew coming out of his shell. It would seem to be so NFL for the Niners to crush the Rams and then lose to Jacksonville the next week, right? It doesn't seem that. like it would make yeah. sense somehow would, in the yeah. crazy NFL world. Right. But uh, I'm I'm sensing heavy Niners vibes from you today, huh? 
Is that correct? Uh, you know what? I, I'm looking for a bit of a letdown. I don't see heavy, but I think they win. But they're not going to win by double digits, but they'll win. Okay. So are they covering over here? Are they winning by at least a touchdown? No, I don't think they're going to cover. No, I think something you like, like the 20, 28, the 28, 23, 28, 24, something like that. Really? Okay. The feisty yeah. Jacks. Right. All right, I got my eye on him for nose picks a little bit later in the show. Really? Okay. I, I'm just going off your advice. They're no, at least no, in the running here. Well, thank you. Well, the 49ers, the last two home wins, believe it or not, came against the Rams. However, that was about a year apart. And now, all of a sudden, the 49ers, which we look at them for dead, they're just a half game out of the playoffs right now as we speak. Well, that's the crazy thing, Andy, is... I think the Niners, it's a bit like the Dolphins this past week, where the the comparison I would make is those were great wins for both teams. The Dolphins smacked around the Ravens, and the Niners were world beaters against the Rams. But for me, at least, it shows how disappointing the overall season is. Those teams showed what they're capable of this year with what they did last week. But you look at their records and all the disappointing losses that they've had. There were high expectations for both the Dolphins, won 10 games last year, and the Niners, who were just a mash unit last season. So you throw that out and you say, well, two years ago they were in the Super Bowl. They should have won the Super Bowl. So we had high expectations, and both of those teams have been great disappointments. And last week they showed what they're capable of. And yet you look at their records and it's like they're not even plus 500. So I think it's more of a disappointment for the entire season with what they were able to do last week. Well, you look at the NFC playoff picture as we enter today's games, okay? You got the Packers at eight wins, so they're ahead of the pack with the Cardinals at eight wins. The Cowboys got seven wins, Rams got seven wins, Buccaneers got six wins. But after that, these teams that are possibly in playoff range, I would say, in the hunt. Vikings, 49ers, Falcons, and Eagles. All those teams have four wins. I mean, they're still in the hunt. Vikings, 4-5, 49ers, 4-5, Falcons, 4-5, Eagles, 4-6, and and the Eagles will probably win today. So really and truly, it's kind of a hodgepodge. This is exactly what the NFL wants, the parody. It's right there. They love it, and it's great for everybody except Las Vegas. Yeah, it's really easy if a team loses three of four, what, they've got a losing record, and you're just like, oh, gosh, I mean, uh, this season's over. And it's a long year, Andy. It's the longest this year with 17 games. Right. So, yeah, one of these teams with the losing record right now in the NFC, they could easily scratch their way into the playoffs. So we'll see. I would bet that one of the teams does because you're just looking up at 5-5 five and five Carolina. Carolina is the seven seed right now. At five and five, like you're a half game back if you're the Vikings or the 49ers. So, uh, yeah, a lot of football left to be played and a lot of things can still change with the playoff picture. Yeah, it's almost like the college situation. You know, everything's up in the air, which is great. It really is. From week to week, you don't know, and you really don't know certain games because we've seen so many lopsided scores that really that you predict something and it comes out unpredictable. It really does. Yeah, it's, hey, that's what we love, man. That's, yeah, uh, we really do. We really yeah, do. the craziness of both the college year. It's been wild. Look at Clemson yesterday, right? They oh. punk Wake Forest. Clemson's unranked. Wake Forest is you know like a, a ranked team, and uh, it's just been a wild year. Who would have thought that heading in, Wake Forest would be number 10 and Clemson would be unranked? And right. you get that with the NFL also. Who would have said how much money was lost on the Bills losing outright to Jacksonville, you know? And there have been oh. some other crazy outcomes this year. It's been a lot of fun. 
I, I love it. I really do. But I have to ask you, do you like the 49ers in this one? I honestly don't know, Andy. I mean... <laughs> You're staying away. This is not a nose pick. Yeah, to me it's a stay away game because it's like the Niners... Just think of the last two games. They get rolled by Colt McCoy and company two weeks ago. And then they crushed the Rams last week. And also, to add another layer to it, think about how great Arizona looked with Colt McCoy and no DeAndre Hopkins against the Niners two weeks ago. And then Colt McCoy and company get crushed by Carolina last week. You know, so it just it makes it even more of a challenge to get a sense of where this Niners team is. Did they turn a, a corner? Are they going to be more committed to the running game? And uh, Yeah, maybe, but your guess is as good as mine at this point. Yeah, and how surprised are you that Jimmy Garoppolo still with eight TDs and five INTs, he's the guy. I mean, Trey Lance still waiting in the wings, I would think. I mean, he played a little bit when Garoppolo was hurt, but it's Garoppolo's team right now. Yeah, and it really makes you wonder about Trey Lance. I'm not writing off his career, but man, it's right there to switch gears. Remember all the comments about when Trey Lance takes over, he's going to unlock all of Kyle Shanahan's playbook. (laughs) That is a rookie. He's not doing that as a rookie. Right. And man, the guy can't see the field. He got a little bit banged up against the Arizona Cardinals when he played that game. And you haven't seen or heard from him since. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of rumbling about, man, Trey Lance got a lot of work to do. And I would imagine there are a few people that are nervous over there. Maybe John Lynch, maybe Kyle Shanahan. When you traded what they did to move up to number three overall, you're four and five right now. It's tailor made for Trey Lance to take exactly. over, and he isn't. So that. That's worrisome going forward for the 49 And who would have thunk that all the quarterbacks that were drafted last year, that Mac Jones would be heading the pack, leading the pack. I mean, he basically right now is the best of the lot. He really is. Well, I was at least banging the drum that the the talk before the, the draft was, oh, you got to have a mobile quarterback. In today's NFL, got to have a mobile quarterback. I, I don't look at it, if it's a car, Andy, I don't look at mobility as the engine or the transmission where it's just essential. You have to have it. I I don't look at it like that. I look at it as a a very nice accessory. Maybe it's a a great sound system, right? Maybe you got power windows and all those things. You got a seat warmer over it. That's what I look at mobility. It's helpful, no doubt, but it's not essential. And you're seeing that from Mac Jones. He was the only immobile guy in the first round. There are many people saying, ew, no way, stay away, can't have it, got to have mobility. No, you don't. It's a nice accessory to have, but it's not mandatory. And I still believe that it was Nick Saban who told his good friend Bill Belichick, here's your guy, this guy will be your quarterback, and he did. That's why he drafted him. Well, hey, man, it was staring them in the face. He slid to 15th overall. The Patriots needed a quarterback, so they go with Mack. And listen, he's been impressive. It hasn't been – it's not like he's pushing the ball down the field. Right. They're just winning by playing sound football. They're playing great defense defense, over there in New England, running the ball, and working in Mac Jones, who's played well. He's made good decisions. He's quick with where he's going with the ball. He's been impressive thus far as a rookie. 
He certainly has, and we'll get to that so much more later on as well. But right now we have Brian No, and you can get him on Twitter at The No Show. Andy Furman at Andy Furman FSR. We'll read these tweets, retweet them as well. The lineup this hour, bottom barrel betting, and of course an hour number three, Brian No and Noah's picks. But they have their longest winning streak in 13 years. We'll tell you all about it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> They have the league's longest losing streak. We'll tell you all about it in just about a minute. 21 minutes past the hour. Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman, and B. I got a question because on Twitter, our good friend Suckett Coop says, no doesn't like mustard. I've always suspected he may be Russian. What does that mean? I don't understand. <laughs> tell me. Tell I don't know. Me. It's some type of diss, but... 
He sounds like he's pro mustard. Mustard's disgusting. I don't understand. I don't get it. I uh, I'm firmly opposed to it. But yeah, it's popular. A lot of people like it. A lot of people I, love mustard, and it goes very well with a hot dog. But I guess that you want to take it in a different direction with ketchup, and that's fine. Yeah, that's hey, okay. Some people you know. do the double dip, like ketchup and mustard. No, I, I've no, never done that. No, but no. Uh, some people just go strictly mustard. I think that's freaking crazy. I do strictly mustard. Oh, I, you need I, to be institutionalized brown, right away. Brown mustard, Golden's brown mustard, Ugh, especially no on thanks. the hot hot corned beef sandwich on rye bread. No, uh. thank you. All right. No thanks. Firm I'm pass. getting hungry right now. Here we go. And a Dr. Brown celery with that. But we move along. All right. Give me NFL. A submarine. Thank you very much. The Texans at the Titans today. Yeah. Texans are getting 10. The Texans lost to your Dolphins last week. Seven, no, actually two weeks ago. 17-9. They had a bye last week. The Titans beat the Saints. That was a good game. That was a strange game and a good game. Titans beat the Saints 23-21. There's no Derrick Henry now in Tennessee. Yet... They're the second team to have a five-game win streak against playoff teams from the previous year. By the way, Tennessee is 7-0 against 2020 playoff teams. They have the longest winning streak in 13 years. Six-game win streak, the longest in 13 years. I tell you what, they're, they're like almost a secret in the NFL. You don't hear much about the Titans. You really don't. I think it's because they're playing in Tennessee. If they were playing in a larger market, they got a lot of pub. But they're kind of sneaking up on everybody. And they're going to face the easiest remaining schedule in the league against their opponents coming down the stretch. Three or 33% winning percentage of teams they face between now and the rest of the season. How do you like that? So they're in pretty good shape, the Tennessee Titans. Well, and it makes you wonder, is this going to be a sleepy performance for the Titans mm-hmm. today? It could be, right? The Texans stink out loud. And you look at the Titans, they've been outgained the last couple of games, although they've won them. That's the most important part is winning them. But when you're getting right. outgained, that's not a great formula for piling up the wins left and right, right? And without uh, Derrick Henry, yeah, you have to wonder if this is going to be a sleepy performance, but you mentioned Mike Vrabel. Not many sleepy performances from a Mike Vrabel-led team, right? They just they take on his personality. It's a tough team. It's a grinded-out type team. And so I don't think you see many look-ahead performances from the Titans. Now, maybe one earlier this year against the Jets, but you don't see many of those performances from a team. They tend to be locked in. And the Texans, the thing with them, Andy, they just can't run the ball. They have the thirty-one, the 31st-ranked rushing offense. And that's not a great setup against a Titans team that they played good defense lately. So um, I don't know how well the Texans are going to be able to move the football what was it, the last time we saw them against the Dolphins? They stunk it up to the high heavens with all those turnovers and only nine right. points. So we'll see if Tyrod to Rod Taylor. I still don't know which way to go, right? <laughs> we'll see if after the get, that, getting that start against the Dolphins under his belt, we'll see if he's a lot smoother today because, man, he was brutal against Miami. Now, we mentioned that the Titans have their longest winning streak in 13 years at six games, but the Texans, they have the league's longest losing streak at eight games. And I'm glad you mentioned Mike Vrabel. Okay, I've been reading some reports now in publications across the country about the so-called NFL coach of the year. And the one person that gets a lot of these votes thus far is Mike McCarthy, the coach of the Cowboys. I don't see Vrabel's name there. 
I don't see Mike Vrabel's name even pop up once. It's Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy. That's all I hear. And maybe a little bit of the Arizona Cardinals coaching staff. Other than that, it's Mike McCarthy. And, and I, I get it. Dallas is doing well. I understand that. But what Mike Vrabel has done and what he's doing now without Derrick Henry, give him some love, please. Yeah, I would go with Vrabel at this stage. It's the teams that they've beaten. It's just really impressive, Andy. They beat uh, the Seahawks with Russell Wilson early in the season. In overtime. Yeah, that's right. In overtime. There's that big comeback. They were down 24 right. to 9, came all the way back. It was a great win for them. Uh, they beat the Bills, right? right? They had that stand on the fourth down sneak. They right. crushed the Chiefs 27 oh, they, to 3. Yes, they they did. beat down the Rams. Like those are impressive wins. So, yeah. and without Derrick Henry, who is one of their most important players to still be winning games, yeah, I take my hat off to Mike Vrabel. If I had to cast my vote through these, you know, first half plus of the season, I would go with Vrabel. Even though the I'm other ones you. that you mentioned, right? McCarthy's done a good job, and Cliff Kingsbury, he's certainly done a good job. But I would go with Vrabel. The quality of opponents that the Titans have beaten, and without Derrick Henry, I mean, I think Vrabel's done the best job thus far. I tell you what, though, they got a pretty good schedule down the rest of the stretch here. They got Houston today with the Texans, obviously, but next week they got New England. That'll be tough. Then a bye. Then Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, 49ers, Dolphins, and the Texans again. That's pretty good. Pretty good uh, stretch of games that they could really roll. Well, hey, when you get the Texans twice out yeah. of your remaining seven games, that's favorable. Then you sprinkle in the Jags in there. Yeah, so they should have a very healthy record. They very well could be the number one seed and get that bye week in the yeah. AFC. And right now they're they're on top of the pack. They really are. Now here's the question of the day. Who is the worst team in the National Football League? Here's the choices. The Lions, the Texans, the Jets, the Dolphins, or the Jags. Wow, you so still we, have the Dolphins in there? Outrageous. Okay, I'll check them out. Get them out. Get them out of there. Okay, so we've got Jags, Jets, Texans, and Lions. I'm going to go with the Texans. I think the Texans are basically the worst because the Lions have been competitive and a couple of games have been bad luck. That last yeah. week game against the Steelers, that was just just ugly. Really was bad luck. Yeah, I would agree. And- I would go with the, the Texans as the worst team because it took an NFL record Justin Tucker field goal <laughs> hitting the crossbar oh. and going over to beat the Lions. Uh, yeah, so they've had some bad luck. They've had a couple of tough losses. That loss to the Vikings on the road earlier they should have won that game. They gave it one final drive and a long field going that one, a 54-yarder. So a couple of tough losses. They have the one tie, so it counts as the NFL sees it as half a win, half a right. loss. Right. So technically, they're half a win behind the Texans. But, man, the Texans have been just repulsive. You know, they've had way more blowout defeats. I would say the Texans are the worst. Yeah, and I didn't want to pick the Lions because of my love for Chris P. I, I, I wouldn't do it to Chris. I just wouldn't. Oh, I would. There's always personal stuff involved. I know you would because we're not on this podcast, and that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. We'll eventually get there. I know. Now, here's another thing. You talk about the Texans. How come it's been so quiet with Deshaun Watson? You know, sometimes you, you get the media. They go crazy. They pound on a story. Then next thing you know, it goes away, like puff. There's but just it, it been no new away. development, Andy. That's the thing is it, there's just there's no new developments. And if there isn't, it's like it's the same um, presentation, right? Whatever your stance is on Deshaun Watson, nothing has changed. Right, but so, I think the media should press the National Football League and say, what are you going to do? They should at least knock on the door and ask the commissioner or someone on the staff, what's happening now? What, what's the next step? What are you planning to do with Deshaun Watson? 
Well, there is no plan right now. If the Texans aren't playing him, then it doesn't force the NFL's hand to make a decision. And they just let it be. Like, that's the best case scenario for the NFL. And he's still getting paid. they're in a no-win situation. If the NFL said, hey, he hasn't been found guilty. These are allegations. They're harsh allegations from all of these women. But nothing has been proven yet. So go ahead. Like, play him. If it turns out where... You know, he he loses a civil lawsuit or 20 of them. It's going to look horrible for the NFL. And if they say, no, you're on the commissioner's exempt list and he's either cleared of all this, right? He's he he comes out on the winning end in civil court or he settles with everyone like that's going to look bad for the NFL. So it's the best case scenario for them that the Texans aren't playing him and they aren't forced to make a decision. I hear what you're saying. Okay, I I buy that. But uh Next question is, what happens to him next year? I I guess that's a stupid question because you don't even know if he'll be able to play in the NFL next year. Because there are some teams, obviously, would want to make a run at him. You know, your Dolphins had talked at one point in time that they wanted him. Well, listen, he's either going to settle and, you know, we just move on, right? That's probably – that's one way it could go. Or it's the other way where – I don't know. Listen, if he – is uh, found liable in civil court, and of course that violates personal conduct policy. He's going to be on the shelf for a, a length of games, like maybe yeah. it's half the season. I don't know if it'll be more than that, uh, but he's eventually going to come back to play. I think he's played his final game for the Texans. I, I would anticipate that he gets traded in the off season and he starts anew with some other team. Is my guess. I'm thinking like if it goes anywhere, it might be the Jets. I really believe he may go to no New York. Way. You he's, don't think so? No. When you have a You've got a no-trade clause. He's not waving that for the Jets. You like, don't think? There are reports the only team that he was willing to wave it for are the Dolphins. So he could very well find himself in Miami in the offseason. And, and, that, and that could change because uh, the, the the amount of people that may be qu- uh, looking at him and saying, you know, I don't know if I want to take this guy. It could be damaged goods. Uh, you don't know. I mean, nah, like, I think he's got a lot of talent. I mean, I'd like to see him play. I really you do. You know how teams – they were thinking about trading for him at the deadline yeah. with none of this stuff resolved. So yeah. if it is resolved, oh, gosh, there'll be teams lining up for his service. It's like we always say, talent trumps trouble. It really does. They'll take him. If he could help you win, they'll take him. Yeah, absolutely they will. There we that's, go. That's Brian, the way no. NFL teams operate. Exactly right. Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Call them the class of the league. That's coming right up, but he's the class act of our show. Bang, Brian Fenley has the latest. Oh, Next. my gosh. Andy, Dad, and Brian, it's great to hear from you during this early hour on the West Coast. And let's get into the NFL, right? You guys have been talking about as far as some of the injury developments. According to NFL Network, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Nobody worry about that, fantasy right. football owners, but... He's got this toe injury, and it's bothersome, and it held him to just 15 reps in Friday's practice. So something to keep an eye on here. They're going to have to play through this seemingly with him the rest of the season. Also, Green Bay outside linebacker Rashawn Gary dealing with an elbow issue is considered a game-time decision. He is, of course, traveling with the team. Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield will play, and he's going to do it 
Despite being banged up with a bruised heel, a bone bruise in his knee, and then, of course, don't forget that previously torn left labrum. The Lions upgrade quarterback Tim Boyle to starter as he is going to replace Jared Goff, who is still trying to recuperate from that oblique injury. The Cardinals most likely are going to put Colton McCoy, Colt McCoy, that is, in the controls at the signal caller position. He is on track to start for the injured Kyler Murray for the third consecutive game. Lamar Jackson, the Ravens quarterback, 50-50 as far as his status today with an illness that is not related to COVID-19. Baltimore running back Latavius Murray is going to return from an ankle injury. And Washington football team wide receiver Curtis Samuel has a slight chance to play, but he has been ailed by a groin injury. As far as college football, number 23, Utah, eliminating number three, Oregon, from the playoff conversation with that 38-7 win. And after the game, Ducks head coach Mario Cristobal said, quote, it hurts and it needs to hurt. If anyone is giddy on the airplane, they don't need to be on the airplane. It needs to hurt. When we wake up tomorrow, we need to flush it, close quote. If only Andy Furman remembered to flush. Number five, Cincinnati demoralizes SMU 48-14. Bearcats quarterback Des Ritter had three touchdown tosses. A win for number two, Alabama, as they outpaced number 21, Arkansas, 42-35. In Bama winning, preserve the SEC West crown. Number four, Ohio State shuts down number seven, Michigan State, 56-7. And that was the same score for number one, Georgia, as they trample Charleston Southern. And then as I send it back to Andy Furman and Brian No, big game over at the Coliseum. UCLA picks up their seventh oh. win of the season. <laughs> Dorian Thompson-Robinson accounted for six touchdowns, four through the air, two on the ground. He hurtled over a guy, he signed a kid's autograph right after scoring a touchdown. All of this in a 62-33 victory. And they're bowl eligible. That's great. <laughs> yeah, but the way in which you talk about your Cincinnati Bearcats, it seems like they haven't even won a game. But that's something that's for true. you to figure out. That's not true. Back we'll to you, my father. All right, see you in an hour. By the way, this team has some major questions. That's right around the corner. And we've crossed the 50-odd line, and we'll be called Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio with my partner, Brian No, I'm Andy Furman and Bottom Barrel Betting at about seven, eight minutes from now. Now, the Packers, as Brian Finley mentioned, Aaron Rodgers is going to play with a bad toe. The Packers are playing at the Vikings today. Vikings getting one and a half last week. Packers shut out Seattle, 17-zip. Vikings beat the Chargers. 27-20. The Packers' win was the first shutout in three years. And they have, get this, five picks in the end zone, which is a league best. They rank third in both total and scoring defense. And today, watch out for their running back, A.J. Dillon. However, however, my friend, Mr. No, last year the Vikings did upset the Pack in Lambeau. How they did? They did it by running the football. Can they do it today? Well, um, the Packers have played great defense. That's one thing here. So I, I don't know how effective Minnesota is going to be able to run the ball. And uh, it's just a deceiving line, right? Like, you would look at this game and say, man, Green Bay has been really good for most of the right. season. They've covered nine straight games if you're looking at the point spread aspect of it. And the Vikings have been ugh, for most of the year. They have a losing record. Played well last week and beat the Chargers. That's a nice win for the Vikings. But man, it to me it screams Packers, and when Minnesota is only a point and a half underdog, I'm just like, really? 
I would think it would be more than that. And Six that's or seven, I, I thought. Yeah, man, touchdown. I just stop in my tracks and I'm like, what does Vegas know? What does Vegas know about this game? Of course, Brian Fenley mentioned the toe injury that for could be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but he's had this throughout the year. Like he's he's missed many practices with this toe injury that he's just nursing. So and that hasn't shown up with these other games. I mean, they, they just shut out Seattle. Uh, so yeah, it's just. To me, that's the stinker of stinker lines this week as the Packers just a slight favorite against Minnesota. But they they will win. But I'd stay away from the gambling aspect in this game I, because uh, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. – it doesn't make any sense. I, and look, I think this game is going to be like a double-digit win for the Green Bay Packers. I really believe everything is in their favor. The, the running game, I think, is not going to run well for Minnesota today. Even though the game is in Minnesota, however, uh, as you as me, you've mentioned this several times, the home field means nothing this year in the National Football League. So there's really not much of a home field advantage, although I guess maybe Vegas thinks there is one because they get that three-point deal – if you're at home, I don't see that. I really don't. Well, I think, listen, it's case by case. Home field used to typically mean something almost all over the place, right? You got right. a little bit of a bump from it. It's not the case anymore. I wouldn't say it's completely meaningless, Andy. I think it's just a case by case scenario. There are some teams that play great at home. There are some right. teams that have a better home atmosphere than others. But I just look at Green Bay's defense. They've allowed an average, get this, in their last seven games – They've only given up an average of 13.9 points. They're not even giving up two touchdowns Mm -hmm. um, over their last seven games. So, I mean, how many points are the Vikings going to score today? So I just, listen, Andy, if you asked me, hey, who's going to win this game? I'd say the Packers. If you said, hey, how much are they going to win by? I'd say something by more than two points. But when Vegas has the line like that, it's not like they're all knowing. But, man, there are lines where you're like, this one stinks to the high heavens. Why are the Packers just that slight of a favorite? So I I would not be shocked at all today if Minnesota wins the game outright. I'm with you there. Ravens at the Bears today. Last week, the Ravens lost to your Miami Dolphins in Miami, 22-10. The Bears lost their fourth straight at Pittsburgh, 29-27. The Bears do not have one player with 500 yards or more from scrimmage. Now, does Lamar Jackson play today? There's like a game-time situation, isn't it, with Lamar? I mean, I don't know what's going on with these Ravens. You don't know from week to week. You really don't. Five well, points the Bears are getting. Yeah, I think he's I think he's good to go. But um, if he is good to go, can you handle a cover zero blitz? You know? <laughs> That's the question uh-huh. coming from last Thursday against the Dolphins. The Dolphins ran that 40 times, Andy. They're just sending everybody and playing man-on-man coverage. And the Ravens had no answer for it whatsoever. No Khalil Mack. He's out for the season. That obviously hurts the Bears defense a great deal. But I think there's, like, Lamar Jackson is such a showstopper. He's a highlight reel that I think you overlook the Ravens defense quite a bit. But they're, they're a goofy squad defensively. They've had a lot of injuries, and they're just inconsistent. So it looked like Justin Fields turned a bit of a corner against the Steelers Last week, I thought he played really well. It's been mostly blech, for Justin Fields this year, yeah. but I thought he played really well against the Steelers last week. So we'll see if he can make it two games in a row against the Ravens today and their weird defense. Well, I think that you talk about the Ravens defense. The question today is, can they stop David Montgomery on the Bears? That's the question because you know the Bears really have a run-first offense. That they run first, then they pass. That's their entire offense, really. Uh, well, listen, David Montgomery is a, a big part of that offense. He's been banged up throughout stages this year. I just, 
this to me is we're trying to get a sense of who's for real and who isn't. And with the Ravens losing last week, I'm not going to say they're not for real. Right. But all of a sudden the antenna is raised like, can I trust you? You know, right, right, right. All, all these teams in the AFC have given you more than enough reason to not trust them. The Ravens lose to the Dolphins. Uh, they get smacked by your Bengals. You know, think about the Bills losing to the Jags. The Chiefs have had their struggles. It just go team by team. The Titans have lost to the Jets. So, and I also think about last year. <clears throat> Tampa Bay was what seven and five. No one was talking about them right. as being legit yeah. Super Bowl contenders. They got hot at the right time. So I just need to get a little bit more information out of Baltimore. Are they capable of getting hot at the right time? Because last week was just atrocious against Miami for them. You know, it's funny. Last week the Cincinnati Bengals had a bye week and they really profited by not playing because last week in their division, Cleveland lost. The Ravens lost, and Pittsburgh tied, and they didn't even play. So basically, the Bengals gained ground by having a bye week. Yeah, and that division is wide open, the AFC North. So, I mean, it's an important game for the Ravens today. This is one of those games where you're a healthy favorite. It's a Bears team that has had, certainly, their fair amount of struggles this year. This is a game you got to win, right? If you want to win the AFC North, these winnable games are the ones that you have to stack wins with. Uh, so I would expect them to do that today, but I still can't trust them. <laughs> I can't trust the Ravens or pretty much any of the top teams in the AFC. There we go. Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Now, it's all about the bragging rights. We call it bottom barrel betting, and it's freaking next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Bottom barrel betting coming right up. It's about 11 minutes before the top of the hour. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. We got a game to play. Let's play it. Is that that thing for me? It's bottom. Oh, Nick, I thought you was late. Barrel, barrel. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Betting. Yes, it is. And for the very, very last time, sorry to say, our guy, Nikki B. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great, Nikki B. How are things in your world, buddy? Gonna miss you, baby. Gonna miss you. I'm gonna miss you guys too, man. It's been a really, you know, wild ride. It's been a great, you know, three and a half years with you, you know, here at Fox Sports Radio. It's been a great few months with you guys. Are you gonna miss? Are you gonna wake up with a tear on your eye Sunday morning when you don't get Andy Furman's bad selections? Is that? (laughs) (laughs) You long for those days, Nikki B. So many tears, Brian. So many tears. I hear you. I get it. So, guys, we're going to start off by looking at last week. Now, Brian, you went three and two. Andy, you went one and four. So, slowly oh, improving geez. from last week. We'll take Jeez. it. We'll take it. Oh, Racking up the wins over here, right? So, guys, we're going to start off in the Meadowlands where the Dolphins are taking on the Jets. Xavier Howard leads the team in pass deflections with 10. So, over under one and a half pass deflections for Howard against the Jets. Champion goes first. It's a, it's a tough, tough line by you. Tough line. Um, I'm going to say under. You just rarely rack up PBUs. You know, it's a it's an elusive stat because it seems like he'll have like four of them. He's had 10 all year, right? So I'm going to take the under in this one. I'm going with the over. What do they got? Joe Flacco playing quarterback? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jim, let's head to Las Vegas, 
where the Bengals are taking on the Raiders. The Bengals are actually the current or currently the least penalized team in the NFL. They're averaging only 37.6 penalty yards per game. In week nine, they only had four penalties for a combined 31 yards against Cleveland. So, yes, yes. Over under 30 and a half penalty yards for the Bengals against the Raiders today. I'm going to go over because they're getting sloppy and they had an off week last week. So I think it's going to be, uh, be like their first game back. I think it'll be a little sloppy with the fans, the unruly fans in Vegas. Plus, they probably were out last night gambling. <laughs> wow. I'm going to take the over as well because you're just looking at that's one pass interference penalty. You know? Right, right. So, I, yeah, I'm going to take the over in this one, Nikki. Yeah, right. especially with Eli, Eli Apple playing secondary for them. All right, guys. So this week, of course, Thanksgiving is on Thursday. And as goes tradition, Andy, you mentioned it earlier, the Lions are playing on Thanksgiving as they're taking on the Chicago Bears in Detroit. Lions this season have had six plays where they've ran for 20-plus rushing yards in a single play. So over under one and a half plays where Detroit runs for 20-plus yards against the Bears. What's the line again, Nikki? How many times? Over under one and a half. (sighs) They've done six times all season. Yeah, I will. Uh, you know what? They come to play on Thanksgiving. Let's let's take the over in this one. That that is, uh, you know, that is reckless by me. With probably no Jared Goff, they're going to be, you know, yeah, uh, go lining under. up to stop the run. I'm going yeah. over. I don't know what uh-huh. you call it. Uh, like the ghost of Wayne Fonts. I don't know. I think they rise up on Thanksgiving and get the over you here. Know, I'm going to go on, even though the Bears are missing their big defensive guy. But uh, I'm going under. All right, guys, let's look at college football after this weekend. Looks like Alabama quarterback Bryce Young and Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud, they're the top two battlers for the Heisman Trophy. That being said, who will have more yards next week, Bryce Young against Auburn or C.J. Stroud versus Michigan? That's a great question. Uh, I'm going to go Bryce Young against Auburn simply because uh, their run game is not their forte, Alabama. It's their passing game because I remember when they played LSU, they had something like six rushing yards. So I'm going to go with Bryce Young. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bryce Young also, but I think Bama's going to have that game well in hand, and they might run the ball a little bit more toward the end. Um, but I still, I'll still go with Bryce Young. I think he's going to rack it up against Auburn, who's just undermanned at this point. And finally, guys, this is my final uh, bottom barrel betting with you guys. So we're going to end with a sport that's near and dear to my heart, which, of course, is Formula One. Qatar Grand Prix is today, and I'm a diehard Ferrari fan. The drivers Carlos Sainz Jr. and Charles Leclerc are starting in 7th and 13th place. Will both drivers finish 10th place or higher, yes or no? I say no. Um, can I ask you what you think before I give my selection? <laughs> no, you can't give it. <laughs> no, I'm going to go no as well. I think there's a better chance that they're not both in the top 10. And that's going to do it. Wait a minute. Don't t- Are you going to watch this race today? I just need to know this, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have it on one of the televisions here in the studio. What's your selection, Nikki B? What do you say? Both in the top 10? I think so. They, they're, 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 they're at 6th and 7th in points right now. All so, right. Yeah. We'll see. There we go. Now, two teams headed in the wrong direction. We're going to tell you who they are. Coming up right here next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, <laughs> This was his worst game as a pro. We'll get to that in just about a minute. But right now, it's time to say he's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And together, we are Fox Football Sunday, and it's my pleasure right now to introduce my partner and friend, the brains of the outfit, the man who carries the heavy load here, the heavy lifting man himself, the one and only Brian No, Hello, B. How are you? Football Sunday today. Good. Always good, Andy. Always good, good here, especially on a football Sunday, you know? Yes, Week it 11. is. Very excited. I am too. I, you know, before we uh, kind of wrap up the NFL for today and obviously tonight and tomorrow, the games will get through those. Uh, just one last look at college football and what it's going to look like on Tuesday when they pick the top four. And obviously the first two are fairly easy because you know it's going to be Georgia, Alabama. Three is probably going to be Ohio State. That fourth slot 
And I went with Michigan, but with the 11 and 0 University of Cincinnati Bearcats, I just have a feeling that committee members are just raise their eyebrows when they see a non-Power Five school in there, even though Cincinnati is somewhat deserving. And you know, obviously, the schedule and the conference that they play in is not highbrow enough for them. And I, I put Michigan in there instead of Cincinnati. What's your take on that? No, I think you're wrong on this one. I just look at going into this weekend. Cincinnati was obviously ranked ahead of Michigan. I don't think Michigan beating Maryland is enough to have the voters leapfrog Michigan over Cincinnati. And Cincinnati played very well. They beat a, what, a two-loss at the time SMU team. They smacked them around by 34 points, so no. 48-14, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Cincy gets leapfrogged by Michigan. I think it's Cincy 4, Michigan 5. That's unreal. That's great. I mean, really and truly, I mean, it's it's funny because, you know, the people around the Cincinnati area, they're wearing the T-shirts. It's Cincinnati against the world. And, you know, I guess it was the same way down in Florida with UCF several years ago. I mean, uh, you feel good about your place, your school, the alums, the students, a lot of passion, a lot of love. But, you know, sometimes they got the blinders on. They don't see the entire picture of who they play uh this conference that they're in and the head-to-head matchups. You just you forget about that. You just look at the one loss record, and that's not that's not entirely true. I guess they're doing the same thing in San Antonio, Texas, with University of Texas San Antonio. They're undefeated as well. Yeah, well, listen, it's not good enough to just look at the zero in the loss column. Who you play and who you beat matters. The quality sure. of your opponents absolutely matter. And that's where it gets really, really tricky when you're trying to figure out the final four teams in college football where, hey, one team plays this garbage schedule, but they won all their games versus this other team that played a harder schedule, but they lost a game and maybe they lost to a team that wasn't a great opponent. So it's really tough. I think people react as if it's clear cut. And how does the committee not see this when it's clear as day? And sometimes that is the case, but not all the time. I think the reaction is if they're just blind and don't see the obvious answer. The truth right. is there is no obvious answer a lot of the time. You're exactly right. Now, here's the million-dollar question, and I don't believe it's true, but there are people out there that certainly believe, and especially when I'm hearing this on local radio, local TV in the Cincinnati market, that the committee doesn't want a school like Cincinnati in there because of their brand or whatever it may be. They don't they want a non-Power 5 school in the Final Four. Do you believe that to be true? I don't think so. No, I listen, if... Uh I think there's a difference between saying, hey, our preference would be Alabama (laughs) over Cincinnati, but I don't think that you can then jump to the conclusion, oh, they don't want Cincinnati at all. Like, ew, gross. They've got cooties, that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it's do they have the goods? Do they have the resume? Do they belong there? Yeah, do they belong? I think that matters way more because, look – the committee, if it's as close to clear-cut as you can get it, there are going to be some teams ahead of Cincinnati that are that very well might lose before now and, and the end of the season. You're guaranteed between Georgia and Alabama, one of those two teams is going to lose. You know, right. Maybe Ohio State gets tripped up. Who knows? But if it's like obvious that Cincinnati should be in there, especially with the teams ahead of them possibly losing – then yeah, you can't move heaven and earth in an effort to exclude them if they obviously should be in there. So I think if it's 
they've got the goods, they've got the credentials, the other teams lose ahead of them. Yeah, they're clearly going to be in, and I don't think the committee is like, oh gosh, just anybody but Cincinnati. I just don't believe that. Yeah, and I, and I heard a caller on local radio the other day in the Cincinnati market saying, oh, it's all about the sponsors and they're not going to want Cincinnati because they can't. That has nothing to do with it. Not about sponsors. You know, the, the games are going to be there, and for the deserving teams, they're going to go. I mean, it's not about sponsors. I heard a guy rattling off a couple of different co- uh, companies. Like, you, you think they're going to want to put money to sponsor a team like Cincinnati? No, it has nothing to do with that. And believe me, the ratings will be just as strong with Cincinnati if if Cincinnati's in or anybody else is in because it's the Final Four, it's playoff football, it's the only game in town, it's center stage, and people are going to watch. Bingo, that's it. Um, Now I have, I've just stumbled onto something here where your Bearcats are undefeated, so that gives you leeway to talk about someone who's local, you know? And and you're milking this for all it's worth, Andy Furman. You know, I, I got to put, what is it, like the governors uh, for those semi-trucks, okay, right? You can only on. go so fast. Yeah. You're maxing out on Cincinnati talk over here. You know, and they, they've, they're undefeated. They're but worthy that, that of it. But that is the talk. But that yeah. is the talk of the Final Four. So we move on. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Bengals at the Raiders. There's another Cincinnati team. Raiders, oh, <laughs> Raiders are getting one and a half. Both teams are five and four. Bengals had a bye last week. They got pounded by the Browns two weeks ago, 41-16. The Raiders got pounded by the Chiefs, 41-14. So, you know, Joe Burrow right now leads the league in interceptions with 11. Okay? He needs time to throw under that Raiders pass rush and uh, – in, in Dockway and Crosby are going to be after him today. That's the key right there. You know, I, and I tell you, it's one of those gambling games that one and a half. I don't know. I mean, everybody's saying Bengals, Bengals. You know, I, I have a question with this one, too. I, I think the Raiders are going to put a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow, and it's going to show. Well, yeah. And where's the Cincy defense? You know, where have they been the last couple of games? They give right. up. 34 to the Jets in Mike White's unbelievable performance, right? Four touchdown passes. They give up 41 to the Browns as they just got worked the last game. So I just don't know what the Bengals are doing defensively today against the Raiders, where I expect the Raiders offense to be much more on track. Right. And uh, I, I just don't know. I don't know where this Cincinnati team is after two straight losses, two straight ugly losses for them. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. If they're back on track today, this is to me, this is a game I would use for the next week to gauge uh-huh. how I feel about both teams. It's a stay away game for me today. Both teams start, they're like, they mirror each other. They really do. Both teams started three and one and they went down the crapper. Both of them did. I think that the team that loses today may be in the outs going to the playoffs. Very well could be. Uh, they both have, you know, Bengals are at five and four. The Raiders are at five and four. So it wouldn't be a death sentence. It's tougher to be at five and five in the AFC. You're definitely on the outside of the playoffs looking in. Like, just to give you a, a gauge, you've got three teams in the AFC that are currently five and five it's the Colts, it's the Browns, it's the Broncos. And they're looking up at both the Raiders and the Bengals, who are also on the outside of the playoff picture looking in. So, yeah. And the Chargers are 5-4. and Yeah, there are a lot of teams in the AFC that are in that playoff mix. So, yeah, dropping to 5-5, and not be great. Not be great for the Raiders or the uh, the Bengals, but it's a sneaky good matchup today. 
I'm it excited really for this game. I am too. But let's get out of Cincinnati. Let's move, okay? Okay. Cardinals at Seahawks today. <laughs> uh, Cardinals are getting two and a half. Cardinals lost to Carolina 34-10. Seahawks got shut out by Green Bay 17-zip. First time Russell Wilson was shut out as a pro. And this could be Wilson's worst season as a pro unless unless Seattle wins six of their last eight, which I don't think they will. They could be his first sub-500 season. Kyler Murray, I don't know. What's, is he going to play today? What's the story with him? I don't know. I don't know. Game time decision. He's missed the last two games. And like you said about the Seahawks, been a rough season, but I filled in for a Seattle station uh, the other week. And going into the Packers game, I said, you know, it might sound crazy, but even if they lose this game, they got a shot for the playoffs. They have five very winnable games. Let's say they run the table with those games. That gets you the eight wins. So they have three tough remaining games. And one of them is in week 18 against the Arizona Cardinals. So who knows right. if Arizona even plays their guys. Maybe that gets Seattle to nine wins, you know? And if they're able to win one of their other tougher games, one of their other tougher games is today against Arizona, and you might not be facing Kyler Murray. So right. as crazy as it sounds, three and six, like I've got the playoff picture right in front of me. Seattle's not even in it right now. Right. Uh, but they still have a shot, believe it or not, to sneak into the playoffs. I don't think the season is lost yet. Now, if you get to three and seven, man, it's like, holy cow. I, I think that's when teams really start to press and they get in their own way when they're trying to make up that lost ground. So a uh, really important game for Seattle today, much more important than Arizona than it is for Arizona. Uh, in terms of making the playoffs, Arizona is going to be there. Now, it is important for Arizona if you're looking at that bye week and that number one seed in the NFC. So uh, high stakes for both teams in this one. And I would say this, even with Kyla Murray on the shelf, I would still take the Cardinals. I still take the Cardinals to wow. win this game. Yeah, even with Colt McCoy in there potentially. Yeah, yeah, I, I think they could still win with Colt McCoy. I mean, it's, it's not the same offense, but I think they could still win. I think this, Seattle right now they're just out of sync. They really are. It's not the same Seattle Seahawks team that we that we've been accustomed to. Yeah, well, two very different results for Arizona. They smacked around the Forty ers with Colt McCoy, and then they got clobbered by Cam Newton, PJ Walker, and the Carolina Panthers last week. So. Two very different results with Colt McCoy filling in for Kyler Murray. Uh, but, uh, you know, home dog, ah, gosh, I, it's rough because you don't know if Kyler's going to play or not. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah, that is the key. And, uh, you know, I, I guess that line will change as soon as they find out officially if he's going to play or not. That'll be a game time line change, I would think. But the Seahawks team, I mean, you got some disappointing losses. And that loss when they played the Steelers, they lost in overtime 23 yeah. 20. That's a bad loss. That was a real bad loss. That was tough because they were right there and Geno Smith fumbled. And that yeah. led to the loss. <laughs> That's, I, you know, I, it begs the question with Seattle that I think is interesting. The finger injury for Russell Wilson, does it make it more or less likely that he leaves Seattle? Does he look and say, well, hey, man, if I'm healthy all season, we're probably in the playoffs. And, you know, he's a very positive thinker. Hey, maybe we make some noise. Maybe I run it back. Or does it make it more likely that he's like, man, we missed the playoffs? Like, maybe the handwriting's on the wall. Maybe a change of scenery would do me good, right? right. I'm just curious how he thinks at the end of the season if Seattle's on the outside looking in and the finger injury had a, a large part to do with Seattle not making the playoffs if that's yeah the case. which I don't think it's fair when I'm reading stories saying this could be Wilson's worst season well come on he missed a couple of games with that finger I mean you know don't blame the entire season on him 
And they are. That's what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, and, and look, it's it's clearly his worst season, and like that that shows you how great of a quarterback he's been in the NFL. This right. isn't the stinker of all stinker seasons. You know, this isn't the worst. He still thing got ten touchdowns seen. and ten touchdowns to three ints. He, you know, look, he wasn't healthy, and he's completing like almost sixty-seven percent of his passes. He, he just doesn't have the surrounding guys. The defense is not that well, good, and he hasn't been playing. Well, he's got the surrounding guys with DK Metcalf and Tyler yeah. Lockett. It's uh, it's just it's been a weird season injury wise. Like you rattled off the stats, he's fifth. In passer rating right now, you know, and um, well, he's up there. He's at least in the top 10, right? He's a top 10 guy right. in terms of passer rating. 10 touchdowns, three picks. Like there are guys in the NFL that would kill for those numbers. Right. You're exactly right. So it just, I think it's, it's less of saying, man, he has stunk this year. And it's more saying he's been so special throughout his entire career. This is the one sort of outlier where he hasn't been as special that, I think it's really misleading to say it's his worst season because it sounds like he's been far worse than he actually has. I don't think yeah. that's what, what people are saying with that. I'm with you. This hour, we got Brian Noah and Noah's picks. You can get Brian on Twitter at The No Show or at Andy Furman FSR. By the way, real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. Now, we might see a Super Bowl preview today. That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Last week was a clinic. We'll explain that in just about a minute. About 22 minutes past the hour, this is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and this... This is the game of the day on Fox, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time from Arrowhead Stadium in KCMO. The Cowboys at the Chiefs. Cowboys getting two and a half. Last week, Cowboys 43-3 over the Falcons. The Chiefs 41-14 at Vegas. Cowboys against Atlanta. They had three interceptions. And Kansas City, as we know them right now, be they're pretty much prone to some turnovers. So we'll see what happens today. Although I think at home, and I, I kind of go in that direction, the Chiefs will win at home. I don't know that's the case, Andy. I like the dog in this one. I like the Cowboys. No Amari Cooper. That's not That's uh, big. That's, that's big. not great. A COVID shelf. I'm just not buying the Chiefs defense. They've been better. They clearly have been better these last three games. But one of those games was against Jordan Love filling in for Aaron Rodgers, who was on the COVID list. And that was a breakout game last week. or it, I shouldn't say a breakout game, but that was an impressive performance for the Chiefs last week. Sunday night football, the offense executed a whole lot better. Weren't turning the football over, lack of penalties. But, I mean, the previous two games, they barely squeaked by the Giants. They barely squeaked by the Jordan Love Packers. So just one really good performance against the Raiders isn't enough for me to say, oh, man, Chiefs are back. They're back to their old form. I just don't buy it. So I'm going to take the Cowboys, who have been a covering machine this year, 
Even without Amari Cooper, I'll take him plus the three today. But I think the Dallas defense is susceptible to those long passes if, in fact, Patrick Mahomes could get the ball out quickly enough to get those balls out there long. But you look at this team, I mean, look at this game. You know, Dak Prescott probably is going to win the Comeback Player of the Year award. He's got 20 touchdowns, five INTs. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, still, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think he's going to be the MVP this year, but I think he may get some, some, uh, some votes. He might. We'll see how far Kansas City goes. He's got 25 touchdowns already and 10 INTs. This is a great game. And after coming off those games where both teams scored over 40 points, it could be a great offensive game. And as you mentioned, Kansas City's prone to some like defensive flaws, so there could be some scoring uh, action over here today. And what's the over and under? Have you seen the over-under? Let me check on that. What's that over-under in this game Andy, today? you. Okay, I was just looking at the points. I didn't look at the over-under. 56, yeah. 56. Um, yeah. It's a lot of points. It's a high point total. But like you said, this could easily be a shootout. And yeah. I'm just curious... The Chiefs were getting away with holding murder last week against Max Crosby and company. There were some bear hugs going on on the offensive line, and the officials just kept the the flags tucked in their back pockets. So we'll see if the Chiefs are holding the the Cowboys today, if those calls are being made, or if they just look the other way. But that was a big deal in last week's game against the Raiders. So that's something to keep your eye on because this – this Chiefs offensive line still isn't 100% healthy. And uh, that's a big deal, right? Like, it is a big uh, deal. It's kind of like the strike zone in baseball. Like, oh, gosh, they're calling it like six inches off the plate. That's a strike today. All right. Like, sometimes they just get a, let you get away with holding. So we'll see if that's the case today or not for the Chiefs who, who try to neutralize that pass rush of the Cowboys. I'll tell you what, Andy, if they're calling holding more than they were on Sunday night, the Cowboys are going to get to Patrick Mahomes and they're going to be facing some first and 20 situations right after a, a holding penalty. So I think it's a big deal in today's game. Yeah, you try to look at the schedules, like who they play, who they beat, and who they lost to. I mean, some things kind of look at you, stare you in the face. And the Chiefs' schedule, losing to Buffalo, that to me, that's still a bad loss. I know Buffalo is a good football team, but you just don't know what you have with the Buffalo Bills week to week. Although the Chiefs, to me, have been more consistent uh, over the years, at least. And maybe not this year, but still in all, they should have beaten Buffalo. And I look at the Cowboys' schedule, losing to Denver, that was that's a bad loss. Losing to Denver, that was a real bad loss. You don't lose to Denver. And if they were to play Tampa Bay today and they opened the season with them, they lost 31-29, I say they beat Tampa today. Well, uh, yeah, it's a bad loss against Denver. There's no doubt about that. But I don't look at the Chiefs just losing to the Bills and Titans. They got worked by the Bills and Titans. That Titans game, Chiefs scored three points, you know? So... I look at that, too. Is it a a close loss? Is it a field goal? Could it have gone either way? Or did you get pummeled by three touchdowns plus, you know? And the Chiefs had that loss against the Titans. So when you're facing the real good teams, the Chiefs haven't fared well this year. And listen, the Cowboys are a good team this season. So to me, like that, that tells me, hey, I can't trust the Chiefs yet. They've had their struggles. I don't think that they've completely worked out the kinks with their offense, which has looked nothing close to what it typically has. So for those reasons, yeah, I like the Cowboys plus the points. I think the Cowboys have a great chance to win the game outright today. 
I tell you what, though, this by far is the game of the day. Uh, it's a tremendous game. Could be a Super Bowl preview game. I, I don't know. Things are so wide open. I'm not going to say it's going to be what it could very well be. I think the Cowboys right now, and I didn't think I think I didn't think this was going to be the case coming into the season. I thought they would have problems. I thought Mike McCarthy would be on the hot seat. I mean, we talked about Mike McCarthy perhaps being coach of the year. Uh, this Cowboys team is has got everything it needs. It really does. And you know, the question mark obviously was Dak Prescott, and we saw that in. in, in the hard knocks that he was on the sideline, he wasn't playing, he was hurt, whatever it might be. I mean, he's come on like gangbusters this year. He really has. And he definitely will win the Comeback Player of the Year award. Oh, there's no there's no doubt about that. But, yeah, I think about Amari Cooper, who's out not only for this game today, he's on the COVID list, he's unvaccinated, so he misses next week's game as well. And I just look at the playoffs are not that far away, Andy. Right. And I wonder how big of an impact the COVID list will have on the playoff picture. Are we going to see a quarterback that doesn't play for a game because he's on the COVID list? And Right? Like, I'm just curious where this thing goes. Uh, that certainly could be the case for a vaccinated player, but we've seen it with Aaron Rodgers. Wasn't vaccinated, right? right? We, we've seen other situations this year. So it's, it's not just non-quarterbacks that have been on the shelf like Amari Cooper for two games. I mean, one game could be enough. Like this could be the the NFC Championship game for the Cowboys, and it's like, oh, Amari Cooper, he can't play; he's unvaccinated. Like, and that's why I'm taking the Chiefs because Amari Cooper. You look at the stats. I mean, he's second on the team in receptions. Uh, he's second on the team in receiving touchdowns. So that that's a big loss, a tremendous loss for this team. And I think that that's going to hurt the the Dallas Cowboys today. I like the Chiefs in this game. I really do. Well, it certainly hurts the Cowboys, but I think it's. You know, styles make fights, Andy, you know, and I still don't believe in the Chiefs defense, although they've been better lately. We went over it. You know, they held the Giants to a modest point total and they held the Jordan Love Packers to seven points. And it's like, okay, but that comes with an asterisk, especially against Jordan Love in his first NFL start, you know? So I just, I don't buy their defense yet. And even though Amari Cooper being out, that certainly hurts the Cowboys offense. But against the Chiefs defense, I think you can weather that storm. I still think there are a lot of yards to be gained and a lot of points to be scored against KC. Yeah, this COVID situation, it's rearing its ugly head again. And uh, I think that some of the players who are on that COVID lift have no one to blame but themselves because the unvaccinated. Although we heard the story, we'll get into the next game with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Big Ben, who basically did have COVID and they flew him out yesterday uh, by himself. He didn't fly with the team to go, yeah. to, go to LA for the charge game. So we'll get into that as well. Yeah, listen, hey, uh, there have been vaccinated players that have missed games. And yeah. uh, that that happens. There's nothing you can do about that. But, man, when you're unvaccinated and that's a two-game deal, depending on when you contract COVID and how many days you have to, you know, be in isolation and all of that. Man, I listen, I understand people have their reasons and there's some skepticism about the long-term effects of the vaccine and all of that stuff. Oh, okay, all right. But, uh, man, when we're looking at the playoff picture, I'll tell you what, man. It's one thing to miss weeks 11 and 12. It's another thing to miss the divisional round and the conference championship game if you miss those two weeks. If I'm a teammate, I'm pretty hot about that. I really am. But we've we've seen coaches miss games with COVID. Yeah. And I get it. Listen, if you're vaccinated, stuff happens. But if you're unvaccinated at this point, when, listen, the way I look at it is this. There have been a lot of players that think, oh, man, I don't know the long-term effects, but but for my team 
and to safeguard them and to give me a better chance to not be on the COVID list and to be active for games, fine, I'll reluctantly take the shot. Right. When you have a lot of players doing exactly that, it's a tough thing to swallow to be like, oh, but you don't feel comfortable and you're not doing that, right? It, it can create a whole thing in the locker room. No doubt about that. Yep. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Now, this team owns the league's worst run defense. That's next. But first, to a man who owns this show's best vocabulary, Brian Fenley with the latest. Oh, thank you so much, Andy. I wish you were being honest, but I think that uh, you're you're actually trying to be nice for once. That's that's encouraging. Our relationship is improving as my my father. But let's get right into the NFL here. And the Packers, according to NFL Network, are saying their quarterback and Aaron Rodgers is going to start today against the Vikings, despite that lingering toe issue, which held him to just 15 reps in Friday's practice. His teammate, outside linebacker Rashawn Gary, has this elbow issue, and they're going to consider him a game-time decision. Then there is what Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield is dealing with, which is multiple injuries, including a bruised heel and a bone bruise in his knee, and then that previously torn left labrum, but they're going to keep him out there on the field despite him being banged up. The Lions are going with the great Tim Boyle as their starter at quarterback against the Browns, so no Jared Goff as that legend is put on pause for a moment dealing with that oblique injury. The Cardinals are most likely going with Colt McCoy at quarterback today they're technically calling it a game time decision with Kyler Murray but it's all signs pointing to Murray who's injured with that ankle issue will miss this and then they'll wait until after the bye week to bring him back of course Arizona takes on the Seahawks today Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is a 50-50 situation as to whether he will play or not and it all stems from an illness that is not COVID-19 related Baltimore running back Latavius Murray is going to play you haven't seen him out there since October. The ankle injury is healing and so he will be there for the Ravens offense. Jaguars running back James Robinson You might have seen him as questionable. You can wipe that away. He is going to play despite the knee and heel injuries today against the 49ers. Then there's Browns wideout Donovan Peoples-Jones with that groin issue, and he is considered a long shot to play. So so not a very high prospect of him getting into the game. As far as college football from Saturday, a couple little tidbits here. Number 23, Utah flushes down number 3, Oregon, from playoff contention with that 38-7 victory. Number 5, Cincinnati keeps perfect as they destroy SMU 48-14. Des Ritter scintillating play with that three-touchdown toss performance. Number two, Alabama maneuvers number 21, Arkansas 41-35 as Bama now has dibs on the SEC West Championship and that will help them into the conference championship game, of course. Number four, Ohio State has no problems with number seven, Michigan State 56-7. And then number one, Georgia pulverizing Charleston Southern 56-7-1 one score from college basketball and a win for number eight Texas as they get the job done against San Jose State and this was a game guys where the Spartans had 27 turnovers 
That's typical Andy Furman-like stat line oh, when you consider his junior dunker game and from fourth grade when the they had the the eight foot rims there. That's typical. Andy what did UCLA do yesterday? I didn't hear UCLA. Yes, yeah, so their football team. I, I wanted to make sure you know that that was an emphatic win, sixty-two to thirty-three against. USC at the Coliseum. Dorian Thompson-Robinson made up for those two quick interceptions. In fact, his first two attempts were picks. And then what does he do, Andy and Brian? He throws for under 300 yards in the game. Four touchdowns through the air. Two rushing scores. One of the rushing scores, he hurtled over a dude and had like a, a five-foot... Why did you vertical. ask about this, Andy? Good I Lord, know. he won't shut up about <laughs> the Bruins. You can take your UCLA undies off now, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, as soon as you take away your Cincy pom-poms that you've been talking what about... Do you, what do you mean? I've been against them. I said they're not going to make the Final Four. Is it Michigan? You designated well. the A block of this hour to everything Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> but then take he went that. to the Pacific that's Northwest. The he, he but that's the story. That is the story. Jeez. Well, oh, it's geez. obvious that it's... It's a story, but you have to find a way to add a little bit more to it because it's Andy Furman. Now, I'm going to add a little more to you, okay? <laughs> have a great day. I lost right? my virginity today. There you go. Okay. <laughs> By the way, he called them a very dumb football team. We'll get to that in just about a minute. Brian Noah knows picks in about eight, nine minutes from now. He is Brian Noah. I'm Andy Furman. Together we are Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. The Steelers at the Chargers tonight. Steelers getting five and a half today. Last week the Steelers tied the Detroit Lions in an ugly game, 16 apiece. And last week the Chargers lost to the Vikings, 27-20. The Chargers own the league's worst run Defense And as for rushing the football, they're averaging 90 over the past four games. And those four games, they lost three of them. Not good. Not good. Although, I tell you what, I still think the Chargers are going to win this game. I really do. Yeah, I like the Chargers in this one. Pittsburgh's just so banged up. No T.J. Watt defensively. No Minka Fitzpatrick right. in this game. So, look, we know as clear as day the Steelers are going to try to run the ball against the league's worst rush defense in the Chargers. And they're going to have some success with that. But, man, I just don't see the Steelers being able to score enough with uh, to match the point total with the, the Chargers, right? Justin Herbert, he's the real deal. He had a, a couple of games in a row that were stinkers, but he's back on track again. And uh, I think against this undermanned Steelers, Defense. I think Justin Herbert has a good game, and I think the Chargers win this thing. That's just a lot to compensate. Yeah, and I was shocked that they lost to Minnesota last week. I really was. I mean, he, he you could have a couple of speed bumps, and he's had a couple of speed bumps, but I think he's going to pick them apart today. I really do. I think the Chargers win by double digits today. Really? Wow. So like twenty seven like twenty seven seventeen. Like I, I'm not I'm not so confident of Ben, even if he is healthy, because I haven't seen much out of him anyway this year. So he didn't practice much during the week. And really Mason Rudolph, I mean, honestly, you know, you could quarterback better than Mason Rudolph. And I liked him at Oklahoma State. He was my yeah. guy. I really enjoyed watching him at Oklahoma State, but the different animal getting to the NFL. By the way, what's the worst uh what's the worst aspect to struggle in? When you're watching your favorite team, is it you just can't throw the ball well? You can't stop the run to save your life? I mean, not stopping the run is up there. It's on the short list for me because it is just demoralizing when your defense is facing like a third and six and the other team is like, we're just going to run the ball because we don't think you can stop it, you know? Right, right. Oh, yeah. it's so bad. And to see the Chargers be 32nd in rush defense. 
to me, it's a rough watch. I'm curious how you feel. Well, about you that know yourself. what? It is a rough watch, and I'm with you on that. But I think some things that really bugs me is play calling. So mm-hmm. play calling sometimes. I mean, I'll, I'll see like Zach Taylor, you know, open it up. You know, let Joe Burrow fling it around. I mean, stop with the run, run, run. You're not, you're not doing any. You're not, you're not gaining anything. I understand Joe Mixon's got to get the ball in his belly and you got to run the football to open up the offense. But come on, come out strong. I mean, I will tell you right now, the Raiders game against the Bengals today, if the Bengals get the ball first, the first play of the game is going to be Joe Mixon running the football. <laughs> I mean, he's so predictable. That's the thing. Be unpredictable at times. That's all I'm saying. Okay, the play calling gets under your, your skin. Oh, there. Makes me crazy. It really does. Like yesterday, I watched the Bearcat game against SMU. You are on a fast break of Cincinnati. You're getting reckless and they on take, me this morning. There, there was a takeaway, an, an interception. What they do, there's been rid of the first play of the game. It's in seven seconds of the game. Boom. Big touchdown pass down the field. I mean, that's what you got to do. You got to strike. That's what you got to do. And sometimes yeah. they don't do it. Giants Buccaneers. Monday night. Giants getting ten and a half in this one. Last week the Giants beat Vegas. Uh, what? That was before their bye week, obviously. 23-16. Uh, Bucks lost 29-19 to Washington. Wow. And that was before the bye. They lost to 36-27 to New Orleans. And Coach Bruce Arians of the Buccaneers called his team, quote, a dumb football team <laughs> after that loss. Turnovers. Are, but you got to love Bruce Arians. You really do. I mean, even with the situation with, with his receiver who's got the, the fake value Tax cards right now. I mean, come on. Well, look, yeah, you. Well, the Antonio Brown situation—it's pretty interesting, right? Like this disgruntled former chef. Yeah, he says that Antonio owed him ten thousand dollars. AB didn't pay up, so he's like, "Oh, okay. I guess I'll squeal on you." And the story was, according to the ex-chef. He said that AB's girlfriend reached out to him about obtaining a fake Vax card. And so the Buccaneers looked into it. Apparently, AB is vaccinated now. That might have happened after this whole thing. Who knows? But it's on the up and up. And how about that? You're not only a rat as the ex-chef, you're a rat, and it didn't benefit anything. Right. <laughs> That's the and worst not only kind you're of a rat, rat, you're a schmuck, because anybody who would work for AB is a schmuck, because you know in the past, he never pays his guys anyway. So why would you work for the guy? <laughs> I don't get it. Well, uh, in any event, the... Uh, Tampa, right. You know what? You mentioned Bruce Arians criticizing his team, and they did play a dumb football game last week against Washington. Right. But think what we would be saying about Bruce Arians and the tough love and how he calls out his team in press conferences if Tampa didn't win a championship last season. Oh, yeah. Right? Like we had yeah. some of these grumblings when he was very outspoken against Tom Brady at times last year. Right. And it just seems to be white noise at this point because they won the Super Bowl. And so he could say, hey, we got a dumb football team right now, and those interceptions were on Tom Brady. Those were his fault, and yada, yada, yada. And <laughs> it really doesn't register the same way if they hadn't won the Super Bowl. you know. But that's just yeah, Bruce right. Arian style. He's a good and, man. Uh, I like him. Signs are pointing toward Gronk being back in the Monday night yeah. game. So obviously getting him back is a big, big part of their offense. And we'll see. I think they win. They win big tomorrow. They really will. Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday. By the way, it took 52 years, but they got him. That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my day. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, no one knows picks coming right up. It's about... 11 minutes before the top of the hour. That'll be 9 o'clock on the East Coast, and you'll hear the golden tones of Mike Harmon and Bucky Brooks. Get them on the iHeartRadio app on Sirius XM 83 and, of course, on many, many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. But now, my partner and friend has nose picks. Are you ready for it? Sparky, here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No is here. And now the time has come for No's Picks. You know, Andy Furman, how many weeks in a row have I gone two and one? You know? About so, five. Yeah, good five, six weeks or so. It gives me great pleasure to triumphantly announce the return finally. I want winners. Of 3-0, and no. That is right. Went undefeated last week, Andy. We picked them up and put them down. A huh? going away present for Nikki B. That's right. That's my present to Nikki B before he goes on. 
Yeah, to bigger and better things, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, ran the table. Like Saints plus three. They covered against the Titans. Vikings plus the points they won outright. And Justin Herbert, crazy legs Herbert over there. <laughs> he went over his prop bet for rushing yardage. So, 3-0, and very happy about that. We try to keep that momentum and Congrats. build off of it. I'm going right back to the well. I'm going Saints plus three here. The question is against the Eagles. Do you trust the Eagles running game, which has been unbelievable here lately? Yes, it has. Or do you trust the best ranked defense in terms of stopping the run? I'm going to go with rush defense over rush offense today. Give me the Saints plus three, even without Alvin Kamara. A little dicey over here, but I'm going with the Saints plus three against the Eagles today. Risky, risky, but I'm in your corner. Risky is my middle name today. I am taking... How about them Cowboys? I'm taking the Cowboys plus three. Still don't trust the the Chiefs defense. I don't like Amari Cooper being out, but I there's still a lot of yards to gain, a lot of points to be scored. I think the Cowboys, who have been covering machines this year, I think they at least keep it close. I like their chances to win outright. Give me the Cowboys on the road plus three. I got the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we get disagreement from you. And I'll give you a prop bet. George Kittle, the 49ers tight end. Yep. The Jags are allergic to covering tight ends. Give me George Kittle over 60 and a half receiving yards today. Oh, that's a lot. I think he's got a, he's got a good game in the tank today against that Jacksonville defense. I'm telling you, they don't cover tight ends, Andy. That's a lot of yards. He's going to hit. He'll get to 61. Are you going against me? Two out of the three here? Uh, yes. Yes, you I are. am. Yes. Pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. All right, hey, we'll see how it shakes out, man. But it's time to go your own way, Andy Furman. Okay, I got a good one today. After more than 50 years, <clears throat> the man responsible for the most notorious bank robberies in Ohio has been identified. Theodore John Conrad. He was only 20 years old when he robbed the Society National Bank in Cleveland on July the 11th, 1969, according to the U.S. Marshal Service. Conrad worked as a teller at the bank, and on that day of the robbery, he stashed around $1.7 million in, uh, in a paper bag. He walked out the door because the robbery happened on, a fr- happened on a Friday. The bank was not aware of anything amiss until the following Monday morning when they checked the vault and found the money was gone. Conrad did not show up for work that Monday. He had a two-day head start on law enforcement. He managed to avoid capture for 52 years, and it wasn't until earlier this month that marshals based in Cleveland discovered that a man named Thomas Rendley was, in fact, Conrad. Rendley lived in Linfield, Massachusetts, had been living in a suburban neighborhood since the 70s until he died of lung cancer in May at the age of 71. The marshals said they made the discovery after matching paperwork that Conrad had filled out in the 60s with documents. How do you like that? So what's his real name again? Theodore what? Conrad? Theodore John Conrad. I say that's a pretty strong bank robbery name. You know, it's a pretty yeah. good bank robber name right there. I'm gonna he's take inspired you- by the Thomas Crown Affair movie. Okay, I'm going to take you to Michigan over here. There was a woman. She tried to hire a hitman to kill her ex-husband. Okay? Uh, uh, she went to the website hireahitman.com. It's actually yeah. a cybersecurity test site. She claimed this guy stole 20 G's from her, so, hey, he's got to go, I guess, right? Like, right, right. two plus two equals four. The <laughs> owners of the site saw the request and contacted the Michigan State Police, and so an undercover police officer met with this woman. She offered him $5,000 to offer oh, wow. ex-husband. When she spent $200 as a down payment, off she goes in cuffs. She goes to the clink. <laughs> 
Her prison sentence has been capped at 108 months. We're talking nine years over here. So don't don't try to hire a hitman and certainly don't use the website hireahitman.com. Go another right. direction. Nikki B, we love you. We'll miss you. God bless you for whatever you do in the future. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.